0: Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 109. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios is David Malloy. Hello, hello Elliot, thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, man. Yeah, this is really exciting, like,
1: this is remarkably professional <laughs> for an internet chat about an old cartoon. <laughs>
2: Shh, we have to pretend we're the underdogs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the professionalism begins and ends at the studio, it yeah. gets wildly unprofessional from me. Here on in. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Oh, hi hi, And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, David, joining us for the first time, we like to ask our first-time guests, where do The Simpsons begin with you? What is your Simpsons history? Well, actually,
1: funnily enough, when you asked me what my favourite episodes were leading up to the podcast... One of my favourites has to be the first episode that I ever saw, Mm. which was the snake oil episode where Grandpa (laughs) and Homer are selling uh, sex tonic, essentially. And I saw this at my grandparents' place. We were in (laughs) my grandparents' bedroom watching it on the TV while Mum was sitting outside listening to my grandmother complain about being alive. (laughs) And... Because and up until that point, The Simpsons mm. had been banned in our household. It oh, was Oh, you were one of those kids. Yes, yeah. it was the devil until we were about 13. Yeah. And she was like, well, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this bullshit and I'm going <laughs> to see what they're getting up to. And then got to the end of it and I was like, well, that was fairly wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> but the Saxonic episode we watched on our own <laughs> yeah. in this bedroom and it was great. Like, And even now, sort of looking back on that, you know, it's an episode that had sort of I guess a lot of adult themes when mm. you're you know looking at a younger audience, but never in a way that was sort of like crass, exploitative yeah. or crass or yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like that indicative of the tone that The Simpsons would have for a really long time and why it was such a great show. Yeah,
2: oh, it's absolutely. mostly done through uh, adults drinking the tonic and running home and that's about all you see like, yeah, yeah
1: and then just the inference from them being yeah. reverse vampires, which is <laughs> excellent
2: under the supervision of the Rand Corporation. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that's the beautiful thing because, like, as a kid, you might be confused as what's happening, but the kid's interpretation of those events, like... That was an episode that we covered very early on in the podcast, right? And we fucking loved oh, that yeah. one. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Dang for me. <laughs> but it's okay. We've got an excellent classic episode lined up for you later on tonight. But first, we must subject you to the HD and teens eras. And oh boy, did you. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of which, we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 29, episode 16 King Lear. Mm. How do you make
2: a King Lear? Put the queen in a bikini.
0: Hey. I'm stealing
2: Krusty's bits now. This is where life has taken me. (laughs) Again, from the good years.
0: (laughs) This was first released in April of 2018, this year. It was directed by Chris Clements, written by Daniel Furlong and Zach Posner. In this episode, Mo's dad gets in touch with him after a very long time to try and get him back into the mattress business because he's retiring and, yeah, we meet Mo's family, basically, who are all in the mattress game. Guys, what'd you think? Woof. Um,
2: (laughs) I do have a note. It isn't... Awful. Yeah, (laughs) I
1: kind of fell in the same area. I think because I counted the, what I started doing with my notes was every time I laughed out loud, I just wrote lol next to the note and underlined it so I could refer back to that. And there are three underlined notes. So that's (laughs) That's not horrific, but that is, you know, when you think about an episode of TV comedy, that's like one lol per 10 minutes. It's not a good ratio. Yeah. yeah, more lols than lols. I really yeah. kind of
2: felt this one had some jokes that were better, but they were just delivered really flat. And yeah. I'm like, <sighs> I feel like they could have landed that with a bit more emphasis. But oh, wait.
1: man. I'm so sorry that I don't know her name off the top of my head, but the woman who plays Marge Julie sounded... Julie Kavanagh. Yeah, yeah, Julie Kavanagh. She sounded so dead inside. Yeah, it, yeah. I,
2: just, I think that voice is just starting to hurt a lot.
1: I can <laughs> imagine that, but it wasn't so much that it sounded like the actual voice work hurt, mm. and more that just like... Part of her soul had chipped away irreparably. Yep. Like, there's just nothing left of her character except for just putting up with shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. the lines were delivered really, like, half-heartedly and yeah, it is one of those things where you don't know if she's tired of the yeah. role or if her voice is just tired. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and
2: the fact that she's meant to be a lot of the driving force behind this episode yeah. doesn't help it out.
0: No, not really. She's the homer in this episode. Yeah, totally. She fully is, isn't That's she? That's
1: fucked.
3: <laughs> That's so bad.
2: To be fair, they get there. I think, fairly organically because she hates to see her family torn apart which is a very Marge thing she then does become the Homer but yeah
0: Yeah. well yeah starting out David for better or worse what is a moment from this
1: episode that stands out to you okay actually because it does kind of bring me to I think something that is across the writing that is both good and bad Hmm. they got me with one particular pun, so there's a setup where the young Mo is being asked by his father to essentially destroy another mattress store, like release yeah. a bunch of Hungarian mattress nashers into yep. how did the fuck did I remember that <laughs> um, into their mattress warehouse and destroy them all. And he turns to him and he says, "Like, do you want to be in this business? Do you want to be a Sandman, a Slumberjack?" And I was like, "That's good shit." Slumberjack
2: yeah. got a tick for slumberjack me. Slumberjack
1: well. was very good, but like in the rest of the episode. It's so pun-heavy. Mm. Yeah. There's there's literally, like, a pun joke in every single scene, and it's so weak. Like, yeah. it's remarkably weak. Like, you know, they might as well have been just using sarcasm throughout the entire episode, because all of these puns, like, Slumberjack was the only one that really landed for me.
0: Yeah. Now, I found myself in this episode, like, for what few laughs I had, they were more just, like, a snort-out-my-nose sort of laugh. It wasn't like a... Mm ah ha, ha, ha. You know, how people laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: That's how they do it.
0: The yeah. way I've seen them do it in the street. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the way I've observed them through a powerful telescope.
0: <laughs> how about you, BT? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse?
2: Man, it was something that started off as what I thought was a joke, and then after a while, like, they're either beating this horse well past its expiration date, or... They, Why?
1: Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, ah,
2: I just mm, <laughs> read "Dead Too." Um,
3: <laughs>
2: no, they keep saying, "Oh well, I'm gonna try and reach around to my son." And I'm oh, like, yeah, Ugh. but and they did. Okay, the first time they did, it, I thought, oh, okay, I guess they're having a little riff on." But then they did it over and over, and even Marge says, "I'm like, they either genuinely think that's the expression, or they're just beating this dead horse yeah. into putty." Yeah, and it's just it's weird. It really just stuck out. I kind of like. Got a half laugh the first time, and then every other time it was just a cringe, like, why do you keep doing this?
1: Yeah, insert the gif of the child going, stop, stop, he's already dead. Yeah, yeah. Like it <laughs> is. exactly. Oh my god.
0: For real, and yeah, just jumping on that—the moment that stood out to me was this whole repeating gag of the shoes, like being used for fighting. Which yeah. I liked a couple of times, but I, I felt it like it was a joke of diminishing returns. Yeah, oh, definitely, I,
2: I agree. Like when it first happens, it's kind of funny because it just goes to such an odd extreme. Yeah, and then there's like a follow up of that, which kind of reinforces, no, this is how they fight. I'm like okay, but then there's one where when they make up, they all take their shoes and rub each other with it, and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And
0: then they do it another two times after that. Yeah. It's
1: just it's like seeing someone go to a workshop where they learn how to write a joke yeah. and the sort of, <laughs> of steps of doing it, and they're like, Okay, so you've achieved structure yeah. and I'll give you that. <laughs> but the rest needs work.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like going, you know the comedy of threes where you have set up, uh reinforcement, and then payoff. Let's just have payoff, 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 payoff. payoff.
1: But that's kind so- of like I feel like there's so many things post Simpsons that have that exact formula, right? Yeah. Like that's mm. the same foible that family guy has mm. all the time it's payoff 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 yeah. it's yeah. the same thing that later episodes of futurama have and i feel like the lesson you can learn from the later episodes of the simpsons mm. is essentially like the worst thing that you can do as an artist in any medium is imitate your imitators yeah And yeah, it's absolutely. just like they felt like they needed to keep up with the american kind of like joke 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 jokes per minute kind yep. of Thing. It, this
2: is what the youths are into.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it, it's very much to the season's yeah. detriment because it's lost a lot of heart and a lot of, and even when they're sort of pushing towards those heartful, soulful things mm. like the family, like they had so many opportunities to do that with Mo's family and the crappy local ads that they made. Yeah, that was a perfect opportunity for some really good quality gags, and yeah. they just like. They
0: just completely dropped the ball. Mm. Yeah, because that's one of the things that also stood out to me was the commercials. Because I got to say, they looked awesome. They mm-hmm. got that perfect, you know, that film d- grain and that twenty-year-old VHS look about them. There's some slight color warping, and mm. you got the little tracking line, you know, working its way down. It looked great, but yeah, the material within those commercials were yeah, super weak. Yeah,
1: it was like they, they were leaning into that, okay, so they're local ads, so they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't see that as funny, mm. they just sort of made bad ads.
0: Yeah. yeah, rather than this is what it is, rather than, you know, a jokey version of it, yeah. So anyway, play count, how many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Zero. Uh Never. Yep, I've seen it once before. You poor bastard. Yep. (laughs) The things
2: he does for The Simpsons.
1: But again, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought a 2018 episode of The Simpsons would be. Mm. Yeah. And particularly because right at the start, when the music teacher was talking, like, his lips were out of sync with what he was saying, and I was yeah, like, I oh, thought, this is going to be a trash file.
2: I thought that was just, uh, you know, file, and I'm like, oh, okay, full oh, shit. A perfectly but, legal file. perfectly legal <laughs> file, acquired legally. Yep. But then, yeah, you're right, everything else synced up fine. I was like, was that just some ADR they didn't bother getting right? I
1: guess so, yeah. <laughs> it's just like last minute, oh, the episode's going out tomorrow, fuck it. Yeah, like, yep. no one will notice. No, I mean, <laughs> certainly not three boys in a studio <laughs> in Australia. They were wrong. We noticed. <laughs> we put those fuckers on blast, didn't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> get ready to
0: get dragged, Simpsons writers. <laughs> Graining <guys. laughs> gets lit the fuck up.
1: <laughs>
0: Podcast destroys Simpsons creator. <laughs> so, how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? What were some like cartoony elements that stood out to you? Drunk dog. Yeah. Okay. Shining <laughs> light oh, of this episode. MVP,
2: no question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was such a great start as well because you know, Homer's in the car, he uses the breath, lies like, Oh, damn it! Like, sees a dog. Then the dog's in the car, you think, Okay, that's what's going to start up. The dog blows higher than he does,
0: <laughs> and then yeah, stumbling away. <laughs> it's just like, Yeah, very good. But I think that
1: was probably the least crass joke the episode had as well. Mm-hmm. This idea of this cartoony drunk dog. There <laughs> were so many other like attempts to be kind of edgy, yeah, like with the Abraham Lincoln saying, We're freeing the savings, Oof. or the music sign that said, Pluck, Blow, or Finger.
2: Oh, man. There's also the names of the various uh, locations of all the mattress ah, stores. Thank you for picking up that. I only on that. caught a couple. One was Greek Chinatown, so I'm guessing there was just a list of That's different okay. Chinatowns. I'll pay that one. Mm. Uh, another one was Jerk Circle.
0: Jerk Circle. Oh, yep. dear. Fuck. <laughs> Straight up. That does not sound like a place, though. That's... No. Yeah.
1: That sounds like a reference to a nasty thing, but without <laughs> tying it to an actual
0: <laughs> joke. <laughs> <clears throat> and I caught a uh, Little Guantanamo Bay. Yep. <clears throat>
1: yep. I would think it was just Little Guantanamo, but it's still like... Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: You don't
2: associate Guantanamo with anything else. Yeah. Going think job. Guantanamo? well, they have great pickles. No, it's not a <laughs> thing you think about. It's not the association. Oh, true, but true.
1: they still use them for torture. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's not ideal.
2: Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to know they're salty because of tears. <laughs>
1: oh, Jesus.
2: I know. I'm surprised I went there too. But here we oh, are now.
1: <laughs> shit. Actually, going back to cartoony moments when yeah. they were trying to establish. How nasty most brother and sister were, mm. and the way that they established this with the sister was she's eating Chinese food with scissors.
0: <laughs> that was I liked that. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just got the pure shock joke at laugh out of me. was like, yeah. oh shit, didn't see that coming at all." <laughs> yeah. Thought it was gonna be like with her bare hands, and I was like, "Nope." Scissors. Well, yeah, because the way her way h-
0: uh, hands are positioned as well, you know, you kind of hold chopsticks the same way you do hold scissors, so yeah, it yeah. was a really good reveal. Like, if that. you're really bad with both things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. The other cartoony moments, of course, are in the various montages in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, first one being the, essentially the first act, fuck you, this isn't actually what the story's about moment Mm -hmm. with Bart and the violin. Yeah. 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 It was
1: possible. Like It was at least like, okay, I feel like Bart is on brand. Like, he's just, you know, yeah. being the, the trickster.
2: a good example of some diminishing returns because he's, you know, Marge just trying to pressure him to getting an instrument, and he's like, well, how about this? And it's a trombone, and she imagines him just smacking kids in the back of the head with it. And I thought, I was oh, okay, yeah, he'd definitely do that. Yeah. But then it goes from that to him using the bow of a violin to launch into a chandelier and crash it on the audience. Like, that went from, like, Troublemaking to murder pretty easily. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: it went via a clarinet uh, assumingly filled with lighter fluid to set Seymour on fire. Also that. Marge has a vivid imagination.
1: At the same time with that chandelier, I wanted them to go further, you know, instead of having it like everyone suddenly managed to clear that space. I wanted like McBain levels of blood. Just (laughs) Just like guys (laughs) are shooting out. Yeah, because it's in Marge's imagination. It's without consequence. Let it go to that ridiculous place. But I imagine
2: Marge has a pretty bloodless imagination. (laughs) I guess so.
1: And maybe they try to keep the blood out of the episodes that aren't. Halloween
0: ones yeah. generally. I yeah. No, that, that's a fair point. Like, Pussies. <laughs> and like, because they can't show Bart's butt anymore. So there's. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they already showed his dick
1: in the movie. Like, yeah. how much further can they go?
0: <laughs> we're, out, we're out of things.
1: It's like he's going to open his urethra to oh, the camera dear. in like season 20. <laughs> No, they've already passed that, aren't they? Yep, season
0: 30 episode. Bart's colonoscopy. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. But yeah, what I really didn't like about the violin section is they essentially, with Bart's montage of torturing Homer with, like, almost destroying the violin, Mm -hmm. like, which through his actions, he's already fucked that thing. Like you essentially get the same joke twice of Bart with the instruments and the montage like. Yeah, pretty yeah. much.
2: I mean I, I, there were bits in there I did like. I liked him scrubbing his back with a violin in the shower. That was funny. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, like a rag on a stick.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> like a violin on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but like when it got time for Homer to do the dive to save the violin, like, I was just over it at that point. Yeah. yeah. But I did like the turn where Homer's just like, no, I'm not going to be burdened with this. I'm just destroying it now. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: do like you he- Completely destroys the violin and then just runs out and just passionately kisses Marge. He's like, "That was pretty good." (laughs) Yeah,
1: that was pretty good. But yeah, like especially because there's no stakes in that moment of the violin throw because, like you were saying, with the formula, you know that this is not what the episode's about. Yeah, yeah. Even if you haven't you read the synopsis previously on Wikipedia and spoiled (laughs) who the the actors were, I'm sitting there like you know intently listening, trying to work out who the hell is playing Morty. Yeah. Moszisak's dad Mm. did not pick up that it was Ray Liotta, and I feel sorry for both of us for that. (laughs) Well, yeah, may as well jump to the guest stars
0: of this episode. So, yeah, Ray Liotta is Morty. Flawless segue. (laughs) Podcasting professional over here. Oh, yeah. 109 (laughs) episodes, I know what I'm doing, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, I thought he did a fine enough job.
2: Makes you feel like they'd thrown in at least a Goodfellas reference somewhere.
0: (laughs) Well, they did in a sense because playing mini-Sislak was Debbie Mazar, who was in the Goodfellas.
2: Come on, you got two of the Goodfellas?
0: And the other guest star playing Johnny Bermuda, the salesman at the shirt store, was Jonathan Schmidt. Mock, who was the mate of D in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Holy shit! And are you an Arrested That's Develo- a deep cut. I know. Right? Yeah, are you an Arrested Development fan? Yeah, yeah. In the episode where Michael goes to Little Britain, he is the b- uh, bar <laughs> I forgot the word for fucking bartender. <laughs> he is the bartender that says, "And the soup of the day is bread."
1: <laughs> in what is you know routinely referred to as the best season of arrested development
0: <laughs> yeah number three <laughs> couldn't be
1: much worse than five I assume. that's true yeah exactly we're never going there i mean like i'm only in season
0: 29 of the simpsons because you made me do this yeah. you bastard <laughs> <laughs> oh and there's so many so many more awful seasons left um <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode did you guys feel the bumps?
2: I saw the bumps. I was aware <laughs> of the heart. I did not feel it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it was like a sort of a shitty heart emoji drawn yeah. in a distance. Like, it, it really <laughs> wasn't there. Yeah, like, well, again, I think. That's it's...
0: so unauthentic. A shitty heart <laughs> emoji. Wow.
2: <laughs> I think it's just something in the delivery. Like, I understand Marge's you know, interest in bringing a family back together, blah, blah, blah. It just, yeah, either something in the delivery or something in the way it was phrased. It just didn't quite connect, but uh, at least it's there as a driving force. It's an idea. It exists. Yeah. yeah. I'll give that above a bunch of other episodes that just haven't had that.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I'll give it that I haven't seen this episode that many times, twice now. I might have missed something, but to me, I don't feel like the intentions of any character was clear enough to drive the heart of the story. Like. Yeah. Because it was just so flippy-flippy, like, okay, Mo's got a bad relationship with his family that that they establish at the start of the story. Yep. Fine mm. enough. And then they have that turn where they get along and you're, like, feeling it. And then what is really the motivation for the brother and sister to sabotage Mo? Like, because yeah. doesn't they help each other by making sure each... Mattress store is successful. Well, you
2: come from a family where
0: people get along.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I guess I guess the suggestion there
0: is, yeah, are they, they're not working as a
1: franchise. They're working yeah. as individual stores, which then doesn't make sense for... Yeah. Their, I don't know. Like you said, they're just not drawn well as characters. And yeah. I feel like I've definitely seen much better reasoned side characters. Even if they're only there for one episode, they at least still have mm. some sense of being, you know, having a little more depth.
0: Yeah. And you can say they're sort of motivated to get revenge on Mo for the, you know, not taking out the other mattress store or whatever, but again, I don't think that's made clear, and also, what's with the dad going all psycho and saying burn it all to hell at the end, like... Re- he wants to
2: prove you're man enough there. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I saw the arc, but again, yeah. like uh, you you see
1: it, but it's like, okay. Yep. It's drawn. That's you know. fine. I actually got more dramatic resonance out of the side gag of Homer throwing a bucket of pain on Patty and Selma because it <laughs> yeah. was just so petty <laughs> and so fleeting. It was like, that's what the episode needed, just that bit of a kick of just good old-fashioned slapstick humour and, you know, kind of feeding off the history of The Simpsons without just sort of, like, cannibalising it, you know? Like, instead of just going, remember when we did that thing? It's just, here's a quick joke that long-time fans will
0: get. No, absolutely. And, yeah, it was in amongst this montage where I'm like... Oh, fuck, another, like, destruction montage in the same episode. Although
2: I did like them using the twirly signs to attack each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a joke out of that. that...
1: It seemed like the animators were having more
0: fun than the cast or audience. I I think that's fair, actually. Mm. You know, and talking about sort of cannibalizing the history, you know, when I originally told you guys what episode we were doing and what it's roughly about, you know, we get to know Mo's family a bit more and know his dark history. It's just such a... Ugh. Yeah. Like,
2: that, that said, this was not as horrible as I was expecting.
0: <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it definitely was bland. And, yeah. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? <laughs> I guess <laughs> no one's
2: horrifically off.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, you know, for something that would backstory, you know, Mo a bit, like, it didn't feel like a betrayal of his character. No. No. Even though we don't know the status of their religious, you know, because he apparently came from a family of snake Snake handlers.
1: yeah but they're in the habit of undercutting their old stories now right like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> very just... heavily.
2: which is yeah i think this one surprisingly didn't undercut a lot of it yeah like we've had throwaway jokes that have been worse like when they're like ah oh, my mother was a yeti and it's like Ugh.
0: yeah that's right actually <laughs> a
2: line from an actual episode
0: that's canon but yeah in terms of like character integrity as well we see a little bit of jerk house homer in this episode with the whole don't say i told you so thing how did this play for you guys
2: Again, in theory, it's fine, but it just something didn't quite land about it because. Yeah, he never can say I told you. Think back to like, well, you have a gambling yeah. problem. <laughs> Same kind of deal, just, except here it's a little more a writer just had a divorce kind of spite Ooh, to it, I suppose. Yeah.
0: yeah, I do definitely feel this was written by yeah, a 50-year-old male who's uh, yeah. like <laughs> can't who's, talk who's, to his yeah, wife.
2: <laughs> who's like father-in-law is a mattress salesman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should
0: preface this by saying that
1: domestic violence is never ever funny, but I can't wait for the episode where Marge stabs the fuck at a yeah, like, she so has cut off his thumbs. It. So. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. But yeah,
2: I think the bit where you know she's all like, "Oh, how could this have happened?" He just cuts to his brain. He's like, "Don't say it. Don't so. Don't say it. Just just have him standing there, like, mm-hmm. yeah." Just mm. try not to blurt it out. Well, they, they lost the, the heart work.
1: and they lost it, the heart of the episode and, you know, the success of that joke by just stating yeah. the obvious, which they feel like they need to do all the time.
0: Which I felt like they really did with Lisa and Homer's conversation, where, oh, you haven't been married before, Lisa. Yeah, I felt like not only did that not land, it also made Homer look shitty and conniving. Yeah, and you've yeah.
2: got to save that by having him going. Well, I finally got to say I told you so, but now I don't want to, honey. Yeah. You know, something. It's not great.
1: But I also just have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the way to say I told you so without actually saying I told you so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I did tell you so. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Probably nah.
2: <laughs> I mean, hangover test, maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I, it's not very compelling <laughs> If for me. I was going to get clockwork oranged into watching one
0: <laughs> bad episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> then I guess I'd pick this one. Yeah. Yep. BT, what would you like to change about this episode?
2: Many things. <laughs> I don't quite know where to begin on that one. Because there's not, like, particular parts that are so egregious it ruins everything. It's just kind of an undertone to it all. So work on that heart a little bit for motivation. Change Homer alert around a little bit. Just stop it with the fucking reach-around stuff. What's that just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, cement Moe's family more as characters with motivations rather than people just doing stuff. Yeah, Yeah. And it wouldn't be terribly hard. Like, I mean, they kind of established that, you know... When Mo first mentions that his family are all mattress salesmen, he makes it sound like everyone knows they're this greedy, underhanded, demonic thing. Whereas my response was, oh, I mean, I've only ever bought like two and it was fine.
0: Yeah, so this 50-year-old divorced rider had yeah. to go out and buy a new mattress. <laughs> this is yeah,
2: and this was what pissed him <laughs> off. Yeah, whereas, you know, make it sound like, oh, no, you don't understand. If you're in the mattress game, it's just nothing but cutthroat city. Cutthroats yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, have, it, have that Build be the revelation. The world
1: for us. Yeah, yeah, and so
2: then when his siblings naturally do go after him, he's like, yeah, what I tell you, you can't trust anyone, not even your own family in this game. Mm. You know, something like that. And that just makes more sense, and it's not even all that hard to do. So that and all the other things I said and also just make it better.
0: yeah just a touch better would be (laughs) tops yeah yeah. i'd be all about that how about you david what would you like to change i
1: think you as a writer you should be sitting in the room like and thinking okay there's not enough meat on the bones of this story Mm. because as an audience member i am craving a b plot right Mm. now and i feel like a b plot would have made this episode stronger it also would have meant that like instead of you know lisa kind of getting just Talked down by Homer that one time and having one other line and her line in this episode was great. Why not try the clarinet? It's like the recorder but cooler. Like, that is a very good classic Lisa Simpson line Mm -hmm. and I back it. But yeah, I feel like this desperately needed a B-plot. Just, you know, like, give us a bit of effort. Like, yeah.
2: And that would help with the momentum a little bit as well and yeah. like transitions from one bit to the next, yeah.
1: You've got this Breaking Bad style setup of you know a legal sort of business that is being run by total charlatans and like yeah. just play into that a bit. If you're going to get Ray Liotta on, give him something to chew on.
0: That's actually a very good point, because, yeah, why get two people from the Goodfellas and not make a few more overt references to it? Yeah, Yeah. if you're going to make so many other overt references
1: to friggin' Uber and, you know, all of these other sort of modern things, yeah, maybe Goodfellas isn't the most up-to-date reference, but, you know, you could probably still do a better job of it.
2: Still cast two people from it. So, yeah. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, okay, I think of um Zootopia mm-hmm. had like a really overt Godfather reference. yeah. Oh, yeah. That played. Exactly. Like why not good fellas.
0: Yeah. Fuck, that's a good movie. It's a real good movie. And yeah, what I'd like to change, I sort of like what you were saying earlier before David of Mo actually shutting the bar and you know trying to go all in on this, you know, cuz I think there's a fine establishment of uh, in the episode of Mo having a tiff with his family yeah. and the opportunity to make good on that and like be part of the family, be part of the family business again, like should feel a lot more exciting than it yeah. did in and the then episode. You,
2: then you got Goodfellas and being a part of the family. And <laughs> yeah. as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a mattress salesman. <laughs>
1: <Anyway>. <laughs> I can actually think of right now. I think the plot that would have been more satisfying for me is yeah. if the family had actually been super on the level and you had like Ray Liotta as the dad, you know, being this like buttoned-down, perfect. Businessman, man, you know, like all-round wholesome family guy. Yeah. And for Mo to just like constantly want to resort to the same kind of cutthroat stuff that he did in the bar all the time. Yeah. Like he's, you know, a rough around the edges kind of yeah. person. Don't make him the white sheep, make yeah. him the black
0: sheep, Like make sense. him lean into that. That is so interesting because, yeah, we see Mo have this crisis of conscience from an early age and then he still becomes like a shifty person that, uh, as we were saying before the recording, runs a bunch of sketchy businesses in the back room of his yeah, bar. Kidnapping
2: like, pandas and whales. And Yeah, this Richard.
0: episode pre- Hilarious. almost pretends he didn't ever do that sort of shit. Yeah. Even though he, like, you know,
1: smashes a bunch of glasses and jams an axe in the bar by the, you know, like, yeah. the five minute mark or
2: something
0: he like that. He ruined the Disorient Express. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, again, uh, see, that was a good part. I that.
1: And that, that part. was in
2: passing. It I wasn't...
1: didn't mind the, like, as the train was going past. So, this is a train that has beer glasses on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And the three guys in the bar are all going, chug, chug, yeah. chug. Like, that, I'll, I'll pay that. Yeah.
0: So, BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed, I
2: do. I do like if the, was it Hungarian mattress smashes? So, like... The only way to get rid of them is to walk away from your house naked and start a new life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they just ruin you so badly you can't even go back to your own
1: life.
0: Well, I like that especially because, yeah, I don't know who out there has dealt with bed bugs, but we dealt with fleas at our Kalara house mm, and that was a fucking nightmare.
1: Well, again, sucked. like they, you know, the, the mattress gnashes get freed at the end of the episode so yeah. Yeah. there's our perfect opportunity for the reset button. Like, yeah, all the Lisa, Simpsons
2: characters get out. Well, <laughs> except for the kids.
1: The kids are still there at home wondering where their parents have gone to and they've oh, gone yeah. off to Cuba to like, to begin a new
3: life.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, an example of a joke that should have worked, but didn't, when was about to go on this revenge rampage, and I was like, I better go with him to make sure I see it.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah. I sh-
2: I'm like I was like, I should have, l- I like that line, why didn't I like that delivery? What was, I don't know, someone's just off on it. Yeah,
0: again, it's the snorty nose laughter.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, and Marge also said, you know, like, oh, Moe looks like he's really fuming over something, we should go follow him. And there's no... Real reasoning as to why, like Marge doesn't have that much of a connection to Mo yet, and like everyone knows Mo
0: is like a scary kind of dude. Why would
1: you follow him into the back alley behind the pub? Yeah, and
0: super pesty as well. Like, and has been pesty towards Marge in the past. Yeah, yeah. and not just pesty, sex pesty. Yeah, Yeah. the bad kind of pesty, the worst.
2: This is someone they established twice in the episode that Marge cannot bring herself to hug.
0: Yeah. That's so, actually, yeah, that feels like that's the only reason they had Marge involved in this story as well, to do this quote-unquote joke about the physical <laughs> contact, which, eh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And my last one is a Charlie Taylor Cutter. Jordan's Corner. So, um, what was it, Morty? Senior Mo? Morty like,
3: yep. Oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so there's a bit where he takes off his toupee and he has hair underneath. And then he puts it back on and <laughs> takes it off again, and he, he doesn't have hair. And it's like,
0: uh, what the shit? What?
2: Yeah, I was so confused.
0: Yeah. Oh. Was like... No good. And actually, I had a Jordan's anal corner.
2: So <laughs> Sorry, to briefly explain this, <laughs> we have a friend called Jordan who's very anally retentive and likes to pick up on tiny details. <laughs> so then we just say this is his thing but every time he has one we have to yell it yeah. and so over time it just gets more and more deformed until we're just going
3: oh, fair!
0: <laughs> yeah we imagine the town cried just getting drunker and drunker <laughs> but yeah the desorient express it wasn't like looped it was just on the bath like anyway <laughs> how about, poor trainsmanship in this episode I <laughs> the model train community would be in an uproar and yeah. that is
1: not what
2: the Hungarian mattress smasher looks like
0: <laughs> how about you David do you have any other Notes.
1: The ad thing makes me so upset because I've seen so many great plays on those. Oh, Saul Goodman being the key example. Like every ad that Saul Goodman ever does is fantastic because he takes that aesthetic and works it. And it's just, I wish they'd watched that instead of just drawing up these shows. Yeah. Like, all no, I've got no, in
2: my mind now is just, oh, fake door emporium, look at it, won't open, won't <laughs> I'm open. I'm uh, still in there. <laughs> still selling fake oh, doors. Damn
0: it. Well, the commercial's still going, he's making himself a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic.
2: Now it's time, and now, now it's, it's time, time for, for the final, final notes,
0: notes. <laughs> Elliot's final notes. It's still going bass solo dude <laughs> <laughs> get the chain uh, the violin playing the world's smallest violin again something I liked about that joke that I felt was flat in delivery yeah there's
2: a lot of bits like that I'm like I should like this more yeah. am I not drunk enough yeah well, or the, am i too drunk are
1: the
0: writers not drunk yeah. enough someone yes.
2: someone hasn't enough to alcohol
0: <laughs> one reoccurring joke that I actually did like was the onion being like a reoccurring thing for this family to snack on an onion I don't know. There's something about like the onion being a, a family favourite treat. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, like the guy situations in a... making me feel a bit oniony right now. Yeah, like the guys in Shelbyville eating the lemons. <laughs> like, it's like that joke, cool but not blast funny. The turnip deuce. <laughs> uh, and I liked how Homer's favourite movie of all time is Fast and the Furious Six. What's the moral of that story? Cars, oh, the other Mar... Oh, family. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Hmm. And it seems like, yeah, that'd be Homer's favourite yeah. movie. Yeah. But wouldn't it be funnier like if
1: his favourite was Tokyo Drift? Like, give us <laughs> something. Fast and the Fury 6 is a fun movie that people like. Give yeah. us something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Tokyo Drift (laughs) Tokyo Drift is like my favourite premise for a movie subheading joke after uh, Electric Boogaloo yeah 100% (laughs) Uh,
1: I feel like I feel like Electric Boogaloo has
0: been a done done a lot
2: more yeah exactly I think we we need to move on collectively as a culture to Tokyo Drift exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hated that section at the dinner table with uh, Marge encouraging the compliment thing and then Homer struggling to think of one with Bart and his
1: mouth looks so fucking weird here it does yeah It looked very Simpsons movie. Yeah. Actually, that weird smoothness to it. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah.
2: (sighs)
0: Yeah. Well, the animation, like, Mm. is, you know, a bit more animated. The Simpsons actually released a little while ago some footage from the first cut of. Do you remember the episode with the babysitter bandit? Yes. I don't think so. Hi, i Miss Bartz.
2: Yeah, I haven't no. seen it for a million years, but I remember it. Huh.
0: Yeah, they get uh, Marge and Homer go out on a date, they get a babysitter who uh, ends up hog-tying the children. Woof. Yeah, yeah. That was actually originally meant to be the first episode, but the animation came back and they weren't happy with it, so it ended up being lost so that they could reanimate it. But yeah, so what was wrong with it is that it had like this Disney-esque quality of like, over-animation and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. over-expression, and... I felt like this is sort of what this episode was doing this as had well. a weird
2: thing where, uh, it's going to be hard to explain, but if you're aiming a character from like the right side and they're half turned towards camera, the left side of the mouth is still closed. Yeah. And so it just looks odd, whereas normally it would be open. And it's it's tiny, but it's enough to be really distracting. It's
1: also just weird to have like a very you know a famously idiosyncratic animation style, yeah. Yeah. and then to just pull away from that All for no real part of it whatsoever. Yeah, and for no real discernible qualitative difference.
0: Yeah, well, no, I mean that's what we're finding with the HDR episodes is that objectively they look better than the earlier era, but they don't have the personality. Yeah, it doesn't have that charm, that Simpsons charm. Yeah, mm. make it look shittier
1: and written better. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> focus less on the animation. It's yeah. a weird thing to say. Uh-huh. I liked the joke of the bug jar bouncing on the soft mattress <laughs> in the firm, and then oh, yeah. smashing on the ultra firm. Passing grade. Yeah, passing grade. And then my final note is that fucking weird commercial. Yeah, credits that, tag,
2: which did nothing. I feel like this has got to be a parody of something, but I have no idea what.
0: Yeah, and like,
2: there's no joke. It's just, oh, I fell down. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you, are are you sure? okay? Yeah, I'm
0: fine. Are you okay?
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Did you, you get
0: you have that all on camera? The guitar's pretty broken. Yeah, But are you okay? I'm okay. Where's the joke? Good joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, it is time to rank this thing! On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at Failure. FAILURE! But maybe if the episode is just meh, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give a cubic zirconia. I'm gonna go first, let me show you how it's done. I'm gonna give this one a participant, and it is because of what I was saying before. It's not so much bad, it is bland. Also, you know, to get a bronze, it means I'd have to revisit it again, and I don't think it did enough well to, for me to justify doing that. So, big old meh participant for me, BT.
2: Yeah, I'm right there as well. Like, there's enough that goes well that I could almost give this a bronze, but, yeah, I don't want to see it again. It's that simple. So, yep. yeah, that's a participant.
0: All right, David, finish it off. Uh, feels like such a
1: cop-out, but, yeah, exactly. I'm going to also give it a participant. It's mm. not a fail, but it's not a bronze. I choose not to
0: pluck, blow, or finger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Put
2: that on your business card.
0: (laughs) Very good. All right, this will make this episode a unanimous participant. This will be joining other such... It is. Excelsior! (laughs) It exists. Too soon. I know. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Stanley. Yeah. I was huh. meant, you
2: know, all of us united together, yep. <laughs> but it didn't quite come out that way.
0: <laughs> Freeze frame on us all midair with the yeah. fist in the air. Yep. yep. This will be joining other Season 29 participants as Fears of a Clown, which we did with Hottest 100s and Thousands a few episodes ago. My
1: boys. My sweet boys. <laughs> Shout out
0: to. <laughs> and the Surfson's the weird fucking medieval <laughs> yep. Game of thrones mm-hmm. Simpsons parody, which... Yeah, that's Gross. a weird one. Weird. I already weird. hate it. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's all set in like medieval times, but it's not a story or anything. It's just set then, and there's no explanation. Yeah. Right. It's just then. was like, all right, fine.
1: Uh, was it supposed to be like a disenchantment tie-in?
3: It oh, happened a
2: long the... time before, didn't it? Like two seasons prior?
0: No, this was season 29 as well, so it would have only been like a year at most.
2: They would have been working on it. Well, if there was a reference, we didn't see it.
0: Ugh. Yeah, it al- almost would have made it better if that yeah. was the yeah. case. It
2: would have made more sense.
0: Yeah, and I Won't Be Home for Christmas, which we did recently with Oscar, The Girl Code, where mm. Lisa develops that AI which becomes sentient. So
2: close to having a good idea on that one, it pisses me off.
0: Oh, that's an episode which starts great and then just fucking tanks. Ugh. And also Digs, where Bart gets into falconry with Daniel Radcliffe special guest starring. That sounds good. Great. That sounds like a
2: Mad Lib.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, that, that is true.
2: Bart gets into occupation with celebrity.
1: Yep. <laughs> that surely has to be
0: the whiteboard at The Simpsons HQ Quite nowadays. Oh, for yeah. real. <laughs> and also Brick Like Me, which we covered very early in the podcast where they do, like, a Lego episode of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. which, again, looks fucking beautiful. They did so many good 3D renders of The Simpsons as Lego, but the story just was not there. Mm. And they already perfected
1: doing Homer in 3D like yes. so many decades ago.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. The- Ooh, we're right at cakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And before we move on, is that reputation justified?
2: Is that reputation justified? Probably. <laughs>
0: All right. Dennis Perkins of the A V Club. Old mate, how's he doing? Uh he's a, he's the wild card. <laughs> and I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> he gave this episode a B minus. Of course he did. Which Ooh. is for AV Club, like, just above a participant okay. like might yeah. convert into a bronze. I was going to say that feels high. Yeah,
1: well, th- they rate harsh. Like Yeah, I used to read their um, Walking Dead reviews all the time because oh, yeah. it was like, I'm sure this show is shit. Please, someone <laughs> else back me up on this. And the AV Club always delivered.
0: Yeah, oh, I've got my thoughts on that. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, this is just, like, above a participant for them. This is probably, like, a bronze. Ma- yeah. All right, all right. So he goes to say... The Simpsons' longevity means that there's more mediocre Moe than certified Moe classics, but King Lear manages to mine Springfield's least reputable barkeep for enough quality Moe to at least remind us why he's always been one of the show's most reliable side characters.
2: Yet again, Dennis Perkins of the AB Club, your reviews do not match your rankings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very true. He is such a wild card. I know.
2: (laughs) Even to himself. Yeah.
0: Like wakes up, which Dennis am I today? (laughs) (laughs) Which Dennis will I be today? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, it's time to go to the Teens Era Where we are going to watch The Season 19 episode Dial N for Nerda. We will be back
2: This doesn't sound bad At all Wait for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we are back And we just watched our Teens Era episode Which was Season 19 Episode 14 Dial N for Nerda. First released in March of Ought 8 and it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by Carolyn Omini and William Wright in this episode. Bart and Lisa accidentally knock Martin Prince off a cliff and they presume he is dead. But Nelson is on the case to find out what happened to Martin. And in the B story, Homer takes up snacking on bell peppers as a way to diet but he mysteriously gains weight and so Marge sends a TV crew on him to find out uh, if he is cheating on his diet. What do you think? I'm
2: really mixed on this one, to be fairly honest. Yep.
0: Yeah. I
2: did write down, it all comes to the payoff. I'm like, that's going to really define how I feel about this. And I think the payoff sucks, but I like a lot of the rest of it. Mm. Yeah. Except that I really don't like the Homer story.
1: (sighs) Yeah. There were elements of the Homer story that I liked. Yeah, I think...
2: I think they just expose that, yes, he is cheating way too early and then do nothing with it for ages. Yeah. There's three more scenes before they get to it.
1: I had more lols written down from this one. So it's almost like you can track the actual descent of the show just from the episodes that we've watched today Mm.
0: yeah absolutely the first one was like a really good indication of like this episode might actually have gotten ranked worse if we watched a better episode first but yeah because we had the point of comparison This one, because i
2: walked away from this one thinking i liked it more than the last one but maybe that'll change in discussion who knows
0: yeah no it was an episode of just very uh it was just such a mixed bag Mm, yeah and yeah you're right about the homer story and yeah i'm going to jump on that and say for better or worse what stood out to me was this whole homer plot which Yeah, just reinforcing what you were saying, like, became less about the TV show and more about lol, wacky Homer eating stuff. Okay, well, it went
2: from Marge concerned about Homer's diet to the TV show to Homer wacky eating. Yeah. The payoff to that wasn't great, really, at all. It bugged me a little bit. no. it ends with Mars just yelling at this reality TV show for doing the job she hired them to do. Yeah. yeah Those but... bastards. <laughs> but it kind of redeems it when he's like, okay, well, you've given me a lot to think about, and now I'm going to make you look crazy in the editing bay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. But even that just brings to attention, like, there were a lot of jokes in this episode about women be crazy. Yeah. And, like, it was just, it was a weirdly... I know I'm sort of outing myself as the triggered leftist in the room here, but like, it was a weirdly unwoke episode in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. There were just lots of little points where there's something about this episode that just had a meanness to it that didn't yeah. seem funny, even towards like Martin particularly. Like obviously, yeah, Martin's a hilariously big nerd. Like yeah. that's yeah. been the joke for a long, long
0: time, but it was quite cruel. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the end where like Nelson like which is like an interesting turn for him to take to be the detective of this episode. Yeah, mm. I was gonna the have... second he presents himself as alive, he's just a dick to him again. Yeah.
2: Which again you could have redeemed by having him going, Well, I did all this work and you were alive the entire freaking time, Dorcas. Hmm.
0: Or just, oh, I'm glad to have you back in my life again. Yeah, and, and then, then punch him. Yeah. yeah. But going back to the moment that stood out to me was Homer just getting it on with this fucking rotisserie lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I I can't say I wasn't laughing because I was. Yeah, but I didn't feel great about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's like, what was the classical music they put to it again? I can't remember now.
3: <pineEEEE> <insula goes> and <guesses> which is like, yeah, yeah. why? I thought why for a second.
2: For I thought for a second it was gonna be. I don't know if it's better or worse. Was gonna be like the Clockwork Orange, where it's.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and it's the and Pizza Hut delivery it's the song. The sex
2: scene th- from that movie. But that would have been such a weird cut because it's Clockwork Orange and I don't want to be thought about that. But then it's... it's, it's
1: oh, I just thought of a worse one. Because yeah. I was thinking, no, it should have been an actually sexy track like Careless Whisper or something yeah. like that. But yes! then I actually thought, no, it's Lamb. So put your much too young. Like that, one, that one. Do that. <laughs> but,
2: uh, yeah and it was it was a weird montage but I got a kind of awkward laugh out of it but then there's that weird bit where he calls it up
0: yeah and
2: it's got its own house with photos of him lying on a and a, he and which conceptually
0: yeah. is funny that there's a framed picture of Homer in this half eaten lamb's house but <laughs>
1: Also, it was, <laughs> Did he buy
0: it? We should clarify room? also that just
1: to you know remove you from the horror of what Elliot just said, like this is a half-eaten lamb kebab, like <laughs> yeah. a kebab stand, not yeah, just yeah, a yeah. half-eaten like, lamb. I do like the beginning
2: where. <laughs> he's um walking into a motel with like what looks like a, a blonde woman in a trench coat and then just takes off the wig and the trench coat and it's just the rotisserie lamb underneath. Yeah, yeah.
0: that was a great reveal and like even the passionate, uh, you know, dare I say, love eating. <laughs> um, But then he takes it in the shower and that felt like a step well, first
2: he, no, no, first he, he's nude with it in front of a mirror. Oh, that's yeah, right. that
1: was the moment that we all, because that made me think less of like, you know, this sleazy yeah. hotel scene and more of like yeah. Silence of the
0: Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That was inappropriate, baby. No, don't talk.
2: (laughs) Would you fuck me?
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's (laughs) that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh no! no. I I,
2: I could almost like the shower bit if he'd been like getting all greasy. I was like, oh, I know what to do about this. He's in the shower, like scrubbing the grease (laughs) off as it's getting. But to have the nude scene first. Yeah, yeah, made it feel really like. All I can think is, what part is touching his wang right now? (laughs) I don't want to think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, like they took the joke to this great extreme that yeah. was very funny, and then they take it that one step further where it's just <laughs> like, oh, it's just a bit. It's not even. It's not gross or anything. It's just like that's oh, just a bit too
2: far. Ju- I'm just don't make me think about the mechanics of it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's just like too far where it's just oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I but never want to
2: utter the words. How much lamb grease is on your penis right now? <laughs> and yet that's what I was. And you thinking. didn't have to. <laughs> gonna, Everyone must suffer with me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and look, as comfortable as it made me, God damn it, I was laughing the yeah, whole yeah. fucking time. I think at yeah. the
2: very least it got it awkward, uh, as in the, who, oh, what the hell
0: kind of laugh out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, David? What's a moment from this episode that sounds out to you for better or worse?
1: Bell peppers, pipe and
0: coal, <laughs> crunchy
1: and bland. Like, that's, that's
0: great. Yeah. That's yeah. very good. Yeah, it's just an interesting side to this opening segment that all of a sudden bell peppers are just a common snack around the place. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it was pretty funny. It was definitely redeemed from the Martha Stewart alike who was like, bell peppers, bell peppers, bell peppers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Betsy Bidwell. Yeah, Betsy Bidwell who had no reason to be in their home. Nope. Or in the episode.
0: Yeah, it's a weird thing, like. Like, why did they have to have her there? Why wasn't it just, like, an infomercial or something? Like, Yeah, like, have
2: Marge go, according to this new diet, they say bell peppers are a great replacement food. You don't need to have a specialist yelling about it.
0: Yeah, it was a weird palport of Martha Stewart, and it was also, it wasn't a guest actor. There were no guest stars in this episode. Like, Mm. So it was very unnecessary. I
2: think the bell pepper was all the extra guest star we needed. That was
0: (laughs) the true star of the show. There were
1: two points that I think stood out just because of, like, the fact that they elicited no laughs from any of us, and I think that said something, mm. was one of the cameramen at one point was saying, oh, I used to do, you know, stuff yeah. that meant something. And he had a joke about migrant workers, which again yeah. leads to that kind of meanness sort of thing that I was talking about. But the director of the doco turned around and said, we're, yeah, we're all whores, okay? Yeah. And I was like... The writers are becoming self-conscious. Yes. yeah. <laughs>
2: no, th- I imagine the writers like, people aren't watching The Simpsons. What are they watching? Ah, they're watching all this reality crap. Damn those whores. Uh, <laughs>
1: they're the real villains. They're the real whores. <laughs> the other one was the documentary director saying that his dad was the Reverend Billy Graham Jr. And all of us were silent. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like, what was that joke I'm
2: guessing but... it's meant to be like oh, I'm always a disappointment to this person who's really high up and wonderful and I can't possibly... I don't know. Is is that a real person? I don't fucking know.
1: I'm going to find out. Thank you very much. Googling on the index. Googling (laughs) on the index. Googling on the index. Ah, With your friend Dave.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While he's Googling that, I just wanted to bring up something that I had to quickly Google to double-check was correct, but there's a bit of um, where Homer's saying, oh, I have to go to work, you know, I have to go uh, count the atoms, you know, uh, conservation of mass, it's the law. And there's a law in physics of the conservation of mass. Oh. And I was like. Well done, I see what you did there. I'm just going to Google it so I make sure I don't look like an idiot. Yeah,
0: but I'm pretty (laughs) sure the writers did the same thing. Yeah, but it's delivered in that way that Homer doesn't think
1: he's saying anything. Yeah, but he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. William Franklin Graham Jr. was an American evangelist, a prominent evangelical Christian figure, and an ordained Southern Baptist minister who became well-known internationally in the late 1940s. That's a cutting-edge reference there for season 19 of The Simpsons. One of his biographers has placed him among the most influential Christian leaders of the 20th century. Fellas, does that joke land?
2: (laughs) Well, we don't live in the Bible Belt. Uh, (laughs) Or
1: in the 40s.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, just like on what you were saying, it's it's a standard that no one could ever expect to keep, I guess, but also, eh. Yeah. 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 How about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse?
2: I was gonna say Nelson being the detective, but then you said it. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Yep. So Nelson being the detective, it shouldn't have worked, but I really liked
1: it. Yeah. I wanted more of it.
2: Yeah, I was like, I. Me it too. was like, why does he give a crap? But then you know, there's a great joke where he's like, something doesn't add up, and the other boy's like, hey, he's trying to add, and they're just yeah. punching him. He's just taking, not even, not even flinching. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I know. Something about it was just really compelling. It worked really, really well.
0: Now, I love that scene where, yeah, the bullies are wailing on him, especially. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon lately, and uh, just in my mind, the little text box appeared. It's not very effective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bullies <laughs> use rage attack. <laughs> and definitely, like, the best visual gag is him
1: going to the scene of the crime and raising the magnifying glass. Yeah. sits on that for a second. Well, that's enough burning
2: ants. <laughs> Time <trying> to investigate. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment.
0: But yeah, I agree with you, David. I wanted more of it. Yeah, like It's the stuff where you could have chopped a lot of out, out of the Homer story and it wouldn't have detracted much and given more to Nelson. And
2: especially at the end where that lute music is playing and it's driving them crazy yes. and you expect it's going to be Martin who's just playing it but it's just Nelson who somewhere out of nowhere has learned how to play the lute <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that's all I needed to see. Well, you did pretty well but you made one mistake yelling out that you did it.
1: <laughs> I'm sure this occurred to you guys though but I was mm-hmm. sitting through that last sequence in the Butterfly 10. Wondering how many people could possibly be hiding in this one <laughs> uh, no, actually, but that's <laughs> great. Good. No, I was like, this is funny because The Simpsons have already done the Telltale Heart with yes. the same characters and they're just rehashing it. Mm-hmm. This is just Lisa doing Telltale Heart again.
0: Yeah. The Telltale Loot. Yeah. Yeah, with her guilt driving her insane and everything. And although with the story, I did like how both Bart and Lisa were kind of responsible. Yeah, and mm. I actually really
2: like the turn where It's not Bart struggling with the guilt, and then he's trying to. He actually says, Oh, well, I better go turn myself in. And Lisa has that great little flash forward to her in prison as an accomplice, where even like the framed newspaper headline on the wall has like in small font. Bart kills Martin, then large one. Lisa
3: accomplice.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Lisa helped. <laughs> yeah. Very good.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it really it drives that motivation, and she's you can kind of buy it. I and I really like that kind of flip where you think it's going to be, but is trying to get away with it, and Lisa's like nagging him. But no, I like the turn of that.
0: Yeah, and it's just such a shame that it culminated in such a lackluster ending, and mm. like especially going back to the whole Nelson thing. He didn't feel properly motivated from the start, but I liked that, yeah, he just totally went along with yeah, it. Yeah, but did was this was still detective a lot of thing. Fun. But then, yeah, once it was revealed, it wasn't, you know, we were saying he didn't have that moment of, ah, oh, finally you're in my life, now I can bully you again. Mm. And, yeah, that's just what was missing. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, and just quickly on the loot, that piece was prelude in C minor for loot uh, by Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, yes, Bach. one of Bark's best loot pieces. Oh yeah, yeah, in my top five for sure. Oh, for I sure. mean,
2: if only in the C minor key, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in we're talking C. about in any key, well, sub geez. parentheses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, play count: how many times before tonight have you seen this episode? I feel like I've seen it the once,
2: so I shall say the once.
0: Zero. Yes, um, I don't, I don't think I've seen it a lot. Maybe three times. Like that's a lot, Elliot. Yeah. he does this. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> for my average viewing. It's low, but... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes,
2: like, I hate this episode. I've only seen it 47 times. (laughs) Well,
1: I think we were talking before the episode that one of the only late Simpsons episodes that I've seen was Apocalypse Cow, which is from this same season. Yeah. And I've only seen that once, and I don't think I've seen another, you know,
0: post, I don't know, season 15 uh, episode... Yeah, which is weird because that cow one is like 10 years old now. Like, Isn't that weird? (laughs) It's really weird because I wish it was zero years old. (laughs) (laughs) So how about some of the wacky parts of this episode? It was a
1: wacky episode, (laughs) wasn't it?
0: yeah where do we begin with the whack
2: i shouldn't have liked but i really did like police chief wiggum when he's like discover the body and he's like we found his pocket protector we know his name is martin prince his pocket was protected but the rest of him was not (laughs)
0: yeah and then
2: he's like holding up the clawed shirt he's like you think this would fit little ralph he's like uh chief that's evidence yeah but after it's evidence it's a shirt again right (laughs) Right. i like this i shouldn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) the pocket protector gag was good because again that's actually like that's a play on language, and then yeah. the rest yeah. of it is just man I'm a bad cop." Yeah, yeah, it's like yes, we know, we I do know.
0: I
2: think it's just like the sentence. uh, oh, but after its evidence, it's a shirt again, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like after its evidence, it's drugs again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of got a chuckle when he goes, oh, "You're meant to inform the family first. That's what I'm doing. Turned to camera, just smiling. <laughs> like, oh.
1: I think like there was a really clever piece. Like, I love it when. People do really, really clever visual gags that are a dumb joke. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And this was—they're showing Martin's memorial video, which is just clips of him from different episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone in the a uh, Jimbo <laughs> in the background does the shadow puppet of picking <laughs> his nose. The teacher says, "Jimbo, stop that!" And he pulls his finger away just as Martin's finger comes up and he, like, picks his own nose. <laughs> and it's like, "That's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. very good."
0: Oh, that was such a great misdirect. Yeah, and that was set to Sarah McLachlan's "I'll Remember You." Though. Yeah. Oof. But before that, the <laughs> Dan plays like a
2: sad version of the Rocky theme?
0: Yeah, that's weird. I'm
2: like, am I missing? How very Martin. Is it because he fell off a Rocky embankment? I don't get it.
0: Maybe.
1: Uh, yeah. <sighs> odd musical choice. I feel angry you said that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just angry about that. I'm
2: angry I said embankment when I'm pretty sure I meant Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: clearly a crevasse. <laughs> what am I?
0: Learn your Cliff terminology. <laughs> And of course, like Homer's storyline is leading to a lot of the whack in this episode. And even Marge, where like she's starting to become suspicious that he's cheating on the diet, hires the TV crew. Oh, uh, he used to snack off in the bathroom and I was all right with it. But yep. now he's going out and get like, oh.
2: Yeah, that was... Snack off in the bathroom. Milking
0: the joke. And again, Mm. it's all puns. It's all puns. Uh,
2: Homer goes to an all-pudding restaurant where they have 300 new flavors every day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I like that, pudding on the Ritz. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) I'm just a fan of pudding.
2: Uh, And the uh, grape outside the Springfield National Park, now even smaller. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it looked like exactly the same park. I mean, maybe Mm. there's just not that many ways that you can draw a park, but Mm. it looked like exactly the same park from You Only Move Twice. Yeah. Like, they just used the same animation.
0: Yeah, a couple of spare stills, why not use it? And
1: also a small animal getting attacked by a bird and just a slightly different resolution.
0: Yeah, I really
1: wish there was a different ending joke for that. Yeah, I
2: didn't like Lisa interrupting nature. She knows better than that.
1: Yeah. It was another just sort of mean thing and that was definitely less mean than the weird gay jokes at Martin's expense or the weird sexist jokes and the one that I wasn't even sure it's like I don't know if this joke is bad or not but it feels like you're trying to be edgy Mm -hmm. which was when she said give me an Indian burn don't make me say Indian again
2: yeah it felt like they were covering their bases to be entirely fair I kind of like it because I don't know what else to call that.
1: I mean, I was about to say, it's obviously a Chinese burn. I was like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm.
0: Yeah. Editing Bay Elliot J. here to say that I've found some more PC terms for an Indian burn from all around the world. So in parts of the USA, they call it a snake bite. In Hungary, they call it a policeman's glove for some reason. In certain parts of Europe, they call it stinging nettle. And in other parts, they call it needles or some variation. In Germany, it's like a thousand stinging needles. But my favorite has to be kuma makara from Finland, which translates to hot sausage. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, in, in this scene where, like, yeah, there were a few good jokes there, like, Dr. Hibbert, he loves pranks, and he just... I hate <laughs> pranks.
1: <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> it's, like, it's another one of those, it's dumb. Yeah. It's a dumb joke, but it's perfectly pitched.
2: And for a guy who usually pops and goes... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, no, pranks, that's where he draws the line. And that's the first time, that the first and only time that... Oh, no, Dr. Hibbert popped up later, but pointlessly. Yeah. But it was the first and only time he popped up in the episode, which... Also, like, really stuck out to me after we've just watched this, you know, full season 29 episode. Yeah. Oh, hey, Maggie's in this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's another wacky bit. She's into online
0: poker, apparently. She's
1: into literally five frames of this episode. <laughs> like, that's
0: wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. They Honestly, they do forget her. And you know what we were saying in the last episode where Marge and Homer are out dealing with Mo's family. What? Where are the kids? And And yeah, they always forget about Maggie. Like We know
2: Homer's babysitting technique. Put him in the basement with a laundry basket and a rock on top of it. Oh, (laughs) dear God. We've seen it before and it's been funny.
0: Yeah. But I I did like Maggie sort of uh, quickly closing the tab and had the Elmo fucking website up. Yeah. That was was back in the days when mild levels of child abuse
1: were still funny. Yeah. <laughs> what an age we used to live in yeah before family guy flogged that dead meg
3: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah just on family guy as well like we're talking about like a lot of the jokes that didn't didn't work and i feel like this episode has a lot of that lol so random mm. sort of yeah. family guy style humor and um
1: or oh, the columbo ending
0: Ugh. what the fuck yeah uh. that kind
1: of came out of nowhere that's a reference the audience <laughs> will know
0: <laughs> along with the reverend billy graham <laughs> jr yeah, jesus <laughs> who is this writer
1: i want to see the rest of their oofra because their references are so niche (laughs) they're making themselves very happy yeah
0: well i don't know william wright but carolyn omany is actually one of my favorite sort of late era simpsons writers right like she's penned a lot of great episodes there's a great hd one called halloween of horror which is like a non-treehouse but halloween episode it's really good yeah you've definitely been a horror fan you should check that one out. also her
2: name is fun to say Omni. 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 What mm. do we. Uh, the. Anomaly an- an- of Omni. An-
0: yeah, the yeah, <laughs> anomaly of Omni. So, how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any b- bumps?
2: I felt, I wouldn't call it b- bumps, but the stress and the, you know, walls closing in, the paranoia of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of that. But from like the Marge Homer where it theoretically should have been, no. Nah.
1: I felt the telltale heart. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, it makes even less sense. Like, Okay, Marge wants to put Homer to get on this diet because he's, you know, uh, la- a little lacking it in the bedroom, and you feels like in bedroom yeah, pizzazz. <laughs> pizzazz.
1: What the fuck, Marge? <laughs> That's
2: as kinky she gets. You mean like he has
1: been the entire time you've been married? Like it's taken you twenty years to notice that? Oh, he's <laughs> a large man.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. oh, that opening scene was just so drawn out. Ugh, I'm fat and tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But, you know,
2: wants wants to give him some bell peppers to get some pepper back in his bell. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very happy with that one. <laughs>
0: that was the sound of a swish.
2: Yeah. I don't care that no one laughed. I was overjoyed.
1: Well, the full alley-oop and the judges on the side have just gone, eh, still only one point. Though. Like, <laughs> I'm like, but did
2: I twirl and it's everything? Broke the point. glass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, he broke the glass. It's no point. <laughs> we need that point to pay for the repairs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just going to be an entirely new basketball hoop. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep. Oh, and I forgot to mention another bit of wackiness where Martha Stewart, whatever, has the clamps or whatever, and he's got Homer's fat, yeah. and then he turns into Stretch Armstrong the briefly.
1: full-body horror moment where a Cronenberg... Yeah. Da- yeah. Again, uh, uh, just like a joke that does not pay off. And it made me think of... Way back when when there was like, it's a cartoon, yeah. doesn't have to make sense. And then the other Homer walked past the window. Like, that's great. This one was just. That's in eh. passing,
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 that was
0: subtle. It was quick. This mm. one was overt. And it drawn made you out. think about it. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. Think. It was as drawn out as Homer's love handle in that moment. It was drawn out as my point, uh, <laughs> yeah. which
2: is, yeah, that when we get to the end of this and he's been cheating on his diet, then she should be like angry about it because obviously he doesn't care enough about their sex life to try and make an attempt at it. That's what started this whole thing.
0: Yeah. And he's also sneaking food behind her back, which is another betrayal. Is, and he
2: lied to her. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: You know what I've realized after this 20 minutes? You're a terrible husband, but you're my terrible <laughs> husband. That's kind of the, the yeah. whole heart of the episode. And that's... That's shit house. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. no, and she tries to turn it around like it's like the problem of the reality show in the end. And yeah, it's totally their fault that
1: again you
2: asked them to follow him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like them exploiting their misery didn't ever really feel like the point. No, it was just misery. Yeah. Yep.
1: In this episode and in the Series 29 episode that we watched, the jokes about him being an alcoholic were literally just mentions that he's an alcoholic. Yeah. It's like, this is not funny, yeah. guys. Mm. Like, there's ways to do this joke that will land and you're not doing it. You're just painting a picture of a really terrible family situation.
0: For real. <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing I want to say about the heart is, yeah, the ending of the Martin story, which, yeah, it felt like the second that they revealed he is alive, they just went for joke after joke after joke. Even like the reveal of how he stayed alive with you know Mm. extra strength, you know mighty tidy whities or whatever. Uh, Yeah, wedgie-proof underwear. Yeah, yeah, it just felt like they were going for joke after joke, and none of it. uh, I don't know, none None of it was real. It was a flurry of
2: blows, none of which hit.
0: Like his underwear, it was too much of a stretch.
3: Zing.
1: Nice. That's why they pay me the big See bucks.
2: this. that was an example of getting an alley-oop that didn't break the thing. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was half an episode of Columbo, half an episode of Cheetahs. <laughs> it felt like a weirdly dark episode of The
1: Simpsons. Yeah. It felt like a like a an angsty teenager writing fan fiction and then their friend's like, ooh, put jokes about Salsa in a briefcase. (laughs) But, like, there were suicide jokes. There were this weird sort of, like, anti-gay, anti-worn. And I'm not, like, trying to jump up and down and be like, this episode was... I was just, like... The tone of it was all wrong. Like all of those jokes had the wrong target attached to them. Yeah. And I think one of the jokes that landed for me was the woman on the reality TV show ad <laughs> saying, I've tried everything except talking to my husband. And I was like, Help me TV show. Help me TV show. But it was like it feels like the writers really should be, you know, kind of like taking their own advice there.
0: Yeah. No, totally. But character integrity as well. Do we feel like the characters felt like themselves? Again, everyone except Marge. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, her motivations just feel like
2: flips entirely. Like, if she had felt more exploited during this whole run, focus less on Homer eating and more Homer and more Marge with the TV show. Yeah. And maybe she's seeing all these other people who are horrible cheaters who are actually cheating on their spouse, whereas Homer's just cheating on his diet. Yeah. It's not yeah. great, but it maybe gives her a bit more perspective. It's, you know. Not flawless, but hey, it's something.
1: I'm certain you guys have already talked about like the fan response to Marge a lot of the time and how like people can sort of be quite, you know, anti Marge for whatever reason. Who would be anti-Marge? I know, I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, for the same reason that like people going back to Breaking Bad, people hated Skylar Wyatt. Yeah, or people right. you know people find reasons to hate female characters so that they can yell at them on the internet. It's a weird sensation. But mm-hmm. like watching both of these episodes. I'm so mortified by Marge's Stockholm Syndrome. Like, mm. I just want her out. I just want her to be out of there. It makes me sick, honestly. when
2: you go on a journey like this, give her a reason to stay on. Like, just yeah. something, anything. Because they know.
1: used to show these good sides of Homer's behavior. You know, yeah. like when, when Homer went and got a divorce, it was so he could, you know, pull Try some again, ridicu- yeah. So he could try again. Yeah, exactly. So there were redeeming facets.
2: Or even pull, you know, a joke into it where, um you know, when he, he blabs about out Her elbow thing, and she kicks him out of the house, and he comes back as I
1: thought of something I can give you that no one else can: complete and utter dependence. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good payoff for the joke. L- yeah. Like his only redeeming facet in this episode is he's he needs her
2: so bad that he'll do anything to stay with her, and I think yeah. that weirdly it it subverts the trope and also becomes it. Ah, it's weird.
0: Well, yeah, because in this teen era like it sort of felt like they were getting over having to, you know, build up all these story moments and just like, oh, we've done it a million times before. The implication is there that yeah. there's reasons that they love each other, but you kind of need to reinforce it. And I don't felt like that if was you're done gonna here. If you
2: are going to run the they really need each other after all story, you have to finish it. Yeah. Like otherwise don't do yeah. that yeah. plot line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Not for real. It's too serious, like, mm. to to just palm off as, oh, it's the B-plot. It doesn't need a big resolution. Like, it's it's too yeah, major.
2: That's incredibly lazy.
1: Yeah, especially after that kebab scene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they put more love and passion into that kebab scene <laughs> than they did the reconciliation scene. So what the hell? Oh, just Someone the- was like, hey, have you ever wanted to, like, take a kebab to a motel room? Yeah, buddy, I really do. <laughs> and they just shared that intimate secret with each other. <laughs>
0: I can imagine that episode of Parks and Rec where I just saw in that Greek restaurant a bit of meat spinning in the window. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go buy the whole thing. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone
1: definitely discovered something about themselves watching this episode. <laughs> huh. I hope this doesn't awaken anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, triple reference. Yeah, the last thing I want to say about integrity is like I felt like Bart and Lisa were behaving like themselves like despite mm. the darkness of the story. Mm. And yeah, that's the thing I had to keep reminding myself. You know... Oh, this is pretty funny. Wait, a kid died? Like, it's a, it's a surprisingly thing dark thing for them to tackle.
2: Kind of agree with you that it feels like someone had written an episode where Martin dies and stays dead. Yeah. And then someone's like, you can't do that. Hey, and <laughs> I'm gonna rewrite some stuff. Also, Maggie's playing poker. <laughs> uh, well, it's,
0: it's actually interesting. In Spain, they had, like, the advertisement of the episode being, like, Martin Prince dies. Ah, uh, right. And, like, apparently yeah, people were getting on social media and going, what the fuck? I can't believe they're killing him. And, like, R.I.P. Martin. And, like, yeah, all this stuff. And then they actually watched the episode and was like, "Oh, this isn't like Maud." <laughs> no, and but I think
1: that was obvious from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, like, well,
2: the fact that they don't find a body. And, and
1: yeah, that. well, even just the moment he fell off the cliff, I was like, "That is hilarious and brutal." But there's absolutely no yeah. way they've
0: killed off Martin. Yeah. And I like how it was started by, yeah, Sideshow Mel's bone. That was a clever way to tie it in with the whole... Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I
2: forgot about that whole bit where he's got like a very Bob Ross painting, taking a nap, and he's got the whistle pop <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. and he's he takes, sleeping and ba- with a slide And whistle. Bart slides the bone out, and his hair just falls in these long, luxurious locks.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like when Marge puts down her hair. Yeah. Like, Sideshow Mel and Marge, you know, put your hair down. Yeah. All <laughs> that
2: was just visual gag, and it worked really well. And one audio gag of the whistle pop. Yeah. You know
1: the reason that, like... You'd know from the beginning that Martin can't possibly be dead. Mm. Is the situation with Maud was that it sort of like ostensibly on the outside could be looked at a little bit as Homer's fault, yeah, but it was but no, more yeah. an accident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was very clearly Barton Lisa's fault. Yeah, so exactly. So there's, there's no, no way. way, yeah, that you can make them like irretrievably child murderers <laughs> in
0: this show. Yeah, accidentally, do it. Though, Yeah, yeah.
1: Imagine that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They'd keep referencing it later. Remember when we killed Martin? Oh my god, Uh, we killed a kid.
1: Jeez, I feel bad about this. (laughs) Don't
0: worry about it.
2: (laughs) We're going to go to an alternate universe where there's another
0: Martin. Get that Martin. Bring him back. No one will know the difference. Every day, I eat breakfast three feet away from Martin's grave. (laughs) (laughs) But yes or no, would you
1: watch this one again? Probably not. I mean, like, one of the weird things that occurred to me was so where we were watching this it popped up with the ratings in the corner Mm. um between the ad breaks and it was the american rating system where it says tv pg dsv and every time that popped up i was like man sequest dsv was a good show (laughs) and that was
0: like my whole thought process
2: there's a show i've not seen or thought about in 80 years yeah dude
0: (laughs) And to bring it back to Simpsons, one of my favourite lines is, "Oh, we're going to see if the dog from Freezer rides the dolphin from Seaquest." <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, BT? Would you watch this one again?
2: Man, I am so split. I want to watch it for the Nelson detective stuff and a few other bits and pieces because I did quite. I quite like the A story for the most part. I didn't like the payoff, but I liked a lot of everything else. And I could kind of nap through the. Oh man, I'm torn. Hangover test? Nothing's right. I'm torn. Um, I'm going to say I would watch it again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, look, I'm not racing to it or anything. Yeah, but I
2: think it's just enough that it might compel me to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So look, maybe watch it again. We might put it in a playlist. What other Simpsons episodes share some sort of thematic elements in this? If you're putting together a Simpsons playlist, this one's a part of it. What are some other episodes that sit side by side with it? I think I've made my point on this, <laughs> man. Yeah, the telltale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, murder episodes. Who shot Mister Burns? And mm.
2: yeah, what are the, We've got some other Bart Lisa detective stuff. I mean, this is the other side of the law. Interesting. Put this with when Bart goes down the well.
0: Ah, yep. Or, or oh, Bart yeah. the Murderer where they yes. suspect Bart of killing Skinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the Homer diet side of things, yeah, just Homer binge eating. Yeah. 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 King size Homer or Stretch okay. Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you
2: really want to just hate yourself.
0: Yeah, for real. BT, what would you change about this episode?
2: Um I would make it better.
0: Good start. Yeah. <laughs> I think
2: that's just gonna be on the mainstay from now on. Um change a lot of that A story. I think I was on the money when I mentioned earlier. Have less of the B story focusing on Homer and have it more focusing on Marge and this film crew. Yeah. I think there's more to get out of that. At least that then makes them the bad guy for that payoff. Hopefully it Mm. lets her have some idea. Like maybe even if it's more showing that Homer has a problem rather than he just is lying to her because he can. Mm. It's, again, maybe not great, but it's better than what we got. And I think because the B plot is my main problem with this one and then just yeah, change how Martin survived to something less stupid. Just yeah, that very last sequence in the butterfly tent, just slow down the rapid pace jokes. Instead of getting fifty averages crap jokes, get three good ones.
0: Yeah. How about you, David? What would you like to change? Yeah, I'm really
1: stuck on that film crew now. Hey, because mm. I've like I've worked in reality TV as well, mm. and if they're gonna make the point at the end that the film crew aren't trying to help the relationship, they're looking for disaster. But like across the episode, all they really do is their job. Yeah, they're nowhere near as manipulative as like actual reality TV show is. So if you're gonna make the joke there. Yeah.
0: yeah, especially with the actual show cheaters like what they're referencing like yeah. that was a very exploitative show and if that's their point well Fucking make it. Yeah. What? And I've worked on far less exploitative shows
1: than something like Cheetahs, and I still see the way that they, mm. you know, they have to yeah. manipulate and talk around people to bring them to the kind of, you know, emotional moments that they need yeah. to really make that episode like blow up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take that, go further with it. And I think, other than that, I just like. Probably slap one of the writers in the mouth and just be like, (laughs) You're being a dick. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to be a dick, at least be a funny dick. You're not being a funny dick, you're a dick. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Such a
0: (laughs) dick. Why are you going to be such a dick? (laughs) Be a
2: sick cunt, don't be a shit cunt.
0: That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What I'd change. Yeah. Look, I feel like how Martin survived was just a tale of convenience, you know? Like, I really wish that they'd sort of. Wrote the ending, you know, more into the start and leading up to it. Yeah. I wish there were some more to, more clues to sort of gather from it. And like in the Bart murdering Skinner episode, I say, yeah. when they give the explanation for how he survived, you know, you had all these things sort of coming together at the end. And that's yeah. not what it felt like. Well, I, yeah. that
2: and show don't tell. Yeah, Like, I like the joke of, oh, it took me about an hour to make a raft, and then three days to make this grass skirt. Yeah, So, have him, like, (laughs) trying to make the grass skirt, and it
0: keeps falling off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for real, there was a joke there to have. Yeah. Yeah, and, look, I'm tempted to say, yeah, piss off the whole Homer storyline entirely. Like, Mm -hmm. what you were saying about the last episode, David, about it needing a B story. I felt like this episode also needed a B story. I think Homer's... (laughs) A Bietta story. (laughs) Uh, a yeah, story yes I liked where it started with the bell pepper and all that sort of stuff but yeah I just didn't like where it, it ended and yeah Marge's reasoning was so weak you're in a huge danger zone when danger
1: you zone? Uh, <laughs> you as you know a person working on this show, you know for a fact that, like, the major public response to the show is that it's gotten worse with age. Yeah. And so what do you do but show a bunch of clips from the time your show was better? Yeah, Silly. Silly mm. move. No, absolutely. And that stuff of, like, you know, that stuff of Martin dressed as the fairy prince. I can't remember the exact episode, but I remember... I think it was lovely.
2: Oberon. Oberon. Oberon! <laughs> yeah, and, and I
1: remember... Loving that because yeah. it just lent into what a massive dag he is. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. Like it was funny in context. And again, it just reminded me of how when you paint Martin as innocent. And ignorant of the way he comes across to other people. Like in the you know, the gags where Lisa said, he's not gonna get it, but yeah. yeah. like that's
0: good. That's good but stuff. Yeah, I'll
2: dust, you blow. Yeah, you're, yeah, you blow, Martin. He's not gonna get <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I
0: like that. But when they went to the return bite, it, oh it's one of the major homos, you're when Ugh. Uh, 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 so <laughs> gross. Yeah, that really mind. nasty.
1: And and yeah, just like you're just making me think of times that you've done this better.
0: Yeah, no, for real. All right, B T, do you have Any other notes? Uh, Yep. So
2: I do like Homer's line where it's like, Miles, like, I got you this new diet. It's like, oh, but I have all those other diets I haven't (laughs) finished. (laughs) Yep. I thought that was excellent wordplay there. And just the very end, Lisa really misses a line where she's like, oh, I'm used to being a goody two-shoes, but today I realized that underneath are some very dark socks. And I'm like, no, 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 very dark souls, Lisa. The <laughs> line should be very dark souls.
1: Uh, because or just leaning into the <sighs> shittiness of it. So it's like, you know, I've always been a goody two-shoes, but today I learned what it is to be a baddie two-shoes.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah so I was like, no, dark souls. You had you got, the, you got the pun of souls. I know.
0: We <laughs> were talking about dark souls earlier. <laughs> Was that only note? Sorry,
2: sorry. Now I'm thinking about Dark Souls, but spelled differently. So that's all just shoe-based enemies.
0: <laughs> You're fighting Mo and his family. Yeah, like being an
2: excellent shoe tie, trying to find try a really Stop hard. Stop looking to- at your shoes. <laughs> the puns are killing me. <laughs> How about you,
1: David? Any other notes? A few things I'd listed were the like when she said I used to weigh blah 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 and he was like I bet no man would touch you and yeah that yeah.
0: was yeah yeah and
1: mean. the weird suicide joke of you know like Bart looking like he was about to hang himself and yeah
0: bleh. yeah that was dumb as well like I'm putting up these lights so these butterflies can hatch which they do at a time they were going to anyway because Martin's tape record, like, so he didn't have to do any of that. Yeah.
1: And I really wanted, like, this is probably the worst late Simpsons reference that I have, but I wanted those butterflies to be like the screaming caterpillars. <laughs> like, I think that would have been a nice little tie-off after all of the loot music. Yeah. Again, a lot of missed opportunities, but more than that, they're just... Every time they cashed in on a passing gag, they did it so snidely that I mm. just couldn't stand them.
0: Yeah. Oh, and they wasted a bit of time with that butterfly getting caught in Lisa's shoe. That whole Yeah, bit. that was confusing. I don't know what the point of so was. Yes, so you murdered a child already. Smash the butterfly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in for a penny, all right? <laughs> that
2: butterfly knows too much.
0: <laughs> it was the butterfly, I tell you. Time for my final notes. Yeah, it's interesting that we've been calling them bell peppers along with the episode when, yeah, commonly in Australia we call them capsicums. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but and yeah. And
1: doesn't that just ring as the perfect punchline to a joke? Capsicum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny vegetable, name, Capsicum.
0: <laughs> but I did like the capsicum cocktail. I was yeah. trying to come up yeah. with a pun for that, but yeah. I, I capsicum cre- caprioska? Almost. Mm. Anyway,
1: but... Yeah. Capsrioska would be fine. <laughs> Capscrioska? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's a
2: <laughs> mouthful, it. though. Yeah. Yeah, I do like Yeah, He blends it together, puts it in another capsicum for the shaker. Yeah,
0: Garnish with a little bit of capsicum? Yep. Pretty good. Yeah, what you were saying before, David, about... They had like the big women-be-crazy moments. Yeah, Marge turning the bedroom upside down looking for Homer's snack thing. Yeah, it wasn't Hey, Mom, have that. you gone insane? Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, is that what he said? I completely missed mm-hmm. that part. Because I can appreciate her tearing part of the room like so certain he's definitely cheating but not able to prove it. I think frustration is fair enough there. But uh, yeah, if Bart then said that, then no, that kills it.
0: Yeah, they have this weird thing where, yeah, to drown out the knowledge that they murdered Martin, mm-hmm. but puts on the happy little elves as comforting. And then... Kent Brockman says, we'll come back to Captain Kitty's comfort uh, corner, and it's like, I know what you're doing because there's so many of those shows, mm-hmm. you know, like Krusty the Clown, which is just like wraparounds for other cartoons, but like... Reach arounds, I believe is the yeah. You're reach for. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we don't know who Captain Kitty is, like, this is a weird fucking thing, and yeah, Happy Little Elves are like already established. Yep, mm.
2: just leave it as the what's already canon.
0: Lisa is horrified at the idea that she'll only have Danielle Steele to read in prison.
2: Take that, Danielle Steele and Danielle Steele fans.
0: Got him. What did she do? I'm not a big book guy. I wrote some books that were probably
1: not great. (laughs) She's just another crime writer. Like, honestly, that was one of those jokes where you could have had... The dugongs pick the ball out of the machine, and it could yeah. have been any writer: John
0: Grisham, or mm-hmm. Matt Riley, or yep. <laughs>
1: Ursula Le Guin.
0: <laughs> One of the jokes I did like with Homer snacking was like he just fills up a buffet plate and then just like makes a soup out of it, <laughs> like cooking it on a little candle. I <laughs> like that. Oh, uh, and I also liked his salsa briefcase, like... <laughs> yeah.
2: I kind of wish they did more where he closes it, and it's just slowly leaking, and both yeah. he and the kids have something to hide. It, it almost worked. It just didn't quite... The unease it... there was good. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was that it was just... where
1: that uneasy relationship worked, right? All of these
0: people are lying to each other, yeah, but the just... level of their lies is so <laughs> dramatically <laughs> so different.
2: Massively skewed.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, it is time to rank this thing. BT, your turn to kick it off.
2: Man, I came in here split, and I'm still split.
0: Me too. <laughs> um,
2: I, I am going to be kind for once, and I will give this a bronze. It is dangerously close to participant. I think I had just enough fun with Nelson playing detective that I would kind of want to watch those parts again. So for that, I'll watch the episode again. Yeah, I think it just makes it.
1: Just. How about you, David? I was so tempted to fail this one, like, on the basis of them just being so willfully unpleasant. Like, I don't want to act as if I'm being oversensitive about this. It's just like, there are ways to pick on Martin. Yeah. Yeah. And there are ways to pick on Marge. And there are ways that all of them work without it just feel like the writers are kind of crapping on their own creations. Yeah. And they're all sort of allowing for that to happen as voice actors as well. They're just going, all right, Martin would take all of this without a single, you know, word in yeah. response. Mm. Oh, it, it's, it's frustrating. And I really wanted to just say fail, but like the Martin stuff with him as a detective was very funny. The kebab stuff was very, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Those are good clips. This episode's a fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, fair. I, I Go think, to hell. That I Columbo think... ending sold it for me. That <laughs> was weird.
2: Yeah. I think, by and large those I took those moments you're talking about as being the characters being mean to Martin rather than the show but that's maybe my feeling on it maybe I'm just dead
1: just because it was so cumulative yeah you know you'll get like the bully characters will be Mm. mean to Martin and Bart Mm. will be passingly mean to Martin but Lisa will be nice to him or that sort and it just felt like it was just too much of a pylon. yeah that it was just like okay this has stopped being funny now and now you're just going hmm look at the shitty kid or look at this little queer mo look at the choppy (laughs) you know like it just it becomes too much and And then I'm just like having high school flashbacks.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm giving this one a participant. I was teetering on bronze, but I feel like this chat actually brought me down when just objectively looking at it, there was enough that irked me about this episode, despite the fact that I had like a lot of laughs throughout it. I think this is one of those examples of ones where it wasn't a participant that was flat throughout. It was one where the highs mm. and lows sort of Balanced left me. Yeah, so Discourse. Three different rankings. Yeah. Why don't you watch it at home? See what you think. So that'll make this episode a participant by way of split decision. And I guess you win
2: again, Elliot.
0: Yay. I win (laughs) I made the right rank we've had this happen twice before with the episode Simpsorama their Futurama crossover which yeah I was the fail on I fucking hated that one (laughs) that was so bad wasn't that the one where Homer ended up
1: fucking Leela or something? No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. I
1: watched a different internet episode. <laughs> <laughs> Available now on Pornhub. <laughs>
0: no. Um, uh, fuck. It's too much. Yeah. but like spat into a time capsule that led to a bunch of Bart Gremlins taking over the future. So I'm already like angry. Futurama <laughs> cast like came back into the past and Bender and Homer get along because they like drinking and Fry's barely in it. It's
2: it's bizarre, but it's not as horrifying as I would have thought. Yeah, I can my, my rank on that. You list. were the participant. Okay,
0: Shag was the bronze. I was very angry at him for that. That was one of those episodes where you can hear me trying to convince the guest to rank something <laughs> those against are what they won. W- yeah, you can hear you just going like I'm unfriending this person. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his final appearance on the podcast. <laughs> and this also happened the other week with Phil, where we reviewed Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou? with Bart's adopted brother. They were kind of doing the Pepe story again, but yeah, a little bit just, different mm. with <laughs> that giant Smothers Brothers sequence. And- I was the bronze on that one. I, I didn't mind it.
2: That's it's it's it, 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 again. It's odd. Again, watch it at home. It's
1: this rings no bells for me. Yeah, you and, said Bart's adopted brother, and I immediately thought of like the kid who made the pigeon rat. Yeah, <laughs> Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. yeah.
0: All right, and before we move on to our classic episode, is that reputation justified? And whose reputation are we justifying today? <laughs> Robert Canning of IGN. Robert, the feather touch Canning. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Is it, dude, everything on IGN's Feather Touch. I know. <laughs>
2: He's in good company. They are birds of a feather. <laughs> touch.
0: Very good. Thank you. Well, yeah, a, a Feather Touch indeed. He gave this episode 8.5 out of 10. Jesus, H. Macy. It was his second highest rated episode of season <laughs> 19, which isn't saying much. But anyway, 8.5 though. That's yeah. like a great on IGN scale. Mm. He said, There wasn't one moment in the episode that didn't work. <laughs> I mean, I gave
2: it the highest rank, and I don't agree with that.
0: (laughs) The diet cheating storyline was great silly fun. It was the turmoil that Bart and Lisa went through that really made this an outstanding episode. Well, he's correct in the sense that, like, the image and the audio never desynced,
1: but outside of that, like...
0: (laughs) Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what to say about that. He's wrong.
1: I, mean, I, I agree with
2: him on the turmoil bit, but that's about it.
0: All right. Well, that does it for the teens era. Let's go bathe ourselves in the classic era now. And what a classic we've got lined up for you folks tonight, today. When are you listening to this podcast? Right in. Let's go watch Burns's air. Is that the one with Burns's air? His air. Not his hair. The air? The air. Not the air that he <laughs> breathes. Sometimes. And we are back, and we just watched our final and classic episode for this evening. And what a classic it was! This was season five, episode 18, Burns' as Air. First released in April of '94, directed by Mark Kirtland, written by Jace Richdale. And it was his only Simpsons writing credit, despite being on the writing staff for uh, many years. In this episode, you know this one this is the one where Butts almost burns his air. What'd you guys think? Oh, man, I had a big, stupid smile on my face the whole
2: time. <laughs>
1: Is it all I can say. Yeah. It was the breath of fresh air I desperately needed after those other two episodes. That was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: yeah, because David, for the first twenty episodes of this podcast, we used to start with the classic episode and then end on the newer ones. Yeah, and I found that just left us in such a bad mood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all deflated, router energy. Like,
0: yep. No, I feel
1: comfortably buzzed. That was, <laughs> was oh, just yeah. so lovely, and I, I guess the nostalgia
0: adds to it as well. Yeah. Oh uh, so many. Classic moments, and just mm-hmm. so many times that, yeah, I was laughing before the joke happened, yep. and
2: yep, and just again that beginning is just so jam packed so heavy loaded yeah. with so many great moments
0: yeah I was actually surprised in this episode like how quick they actually get Bart into Burns's house but then yeah they need to because there's so much story in this story mm. it wasn't really a fake storyline to begin
1: with it just no. started with you know the good stuff went straight oh, yeah. into it
0: yeah they just got into it like yeah if anything just that Homer being a chimney sweeper <laughs> <laughs> half a second was yeah. that but just yeah
2: to get that joke of ah oh, well it's this is tough but the guys the top work even harder. <laughs> talk to Mr. Burns in the bathtub wearing a top hat eating... Uh, uh,
1: extra fancy
0: potato chips. Extra yeah.
2: fancy potato chips is an image we've used several times in just group messages and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready for some extra fancy potato chips?
0: So, starting with you, BT, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse?
2: Oh, man. I'm going to say it's all the bits that have a setup and a payoff to themselves. So, yep. like, you know, Mr. Burns is, like, a little to the left, so you can kick Bart in the butt with a boot. Oh, and, with that uh, just
0: super elaborate double wheel sort yeah, of setup. Exactly. <laughs> but then that
2: pays off in the end where Bart's like, a little to the left. Yeah. And also a little touch I like, which is when the millhouse is there and the train goes by and Bart's like, oh yeah, we'll be back for three hours and 40 minutes. So you get not only the joke from that, but you get the context that he's timed it. So he's, <laughs> you know he's bored before yeah. he even has that bit of, oh, millhouse, why don't you stay a little longer? You know, you know he's having trouble having actually having fun here because he just gets everything he wants, but doesn't have anything to do or anyone to hang out with, and it's it's, it's they're entirely in subtext.
0: And I took that as like a really subtle way to sort of show how Mr. Burns himself doesn't actually have an heir yet because yeah, his wealth and whatever actually makes it difficult for him to have friends. And I think yeah, that was a really clever and subtle way to just show that mm. in Bart how yeah, this is him becoming a bit more Burns.
1: Yeah. You can just feel the joy in the construction of each gag. Yeah. yeah. And in the pathos of the characters as well. Like, there's a real attachment to everyone there, including Mr. Burns. Yeah. Like, Mr. Yeah. Burns is a horrible old miser, but he's just so beautifully realized that you just love him nonetheless. He's clearly mm, yeah. the villain, but yeah. he's such a lovable villain. But
2: he has those moments of heart where he's like, well, I guess I'll go back to my house, Marge, Cavernous Mansion, and wait until I... you reap the windfall of. My
1: death. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait for the inevitable. <laughs> and even that's emotional manipulation, but it's all done. So, like, it makes me think back to so many other episodes where, like, his eloquence is part of the joke. Mm, like, the yeah. fact that he calls Lenny as Leonard and Bartholomew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh, you there.
2: Fill it with petroleum, distillate, post hist. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, well, I always go back. I was free to wallow in my own <laughs> crepulence.
3: You <know>? like, yes.
1: <laughs> which is a thing my mother quotes all the time. You know, like, th- this is how much it's ingrained in the culture. And, like, IS UNTIL THERE ALWAYS FOR This episode is chock full of Mm -hmm. references That I've pulled out
0: regularly Yeah, so uh, how about those references? What's a moment from this episode That stands out to you for better or worse?
1: I think probably like my favourite standout from this watch Was the Oh no Smithers, you can't possibly be my heir I have this elaborate plan for you You're going to be buried alive with me (laughs) And not only does he have the model (laughs) (laughs) The model is terrified The little model of Smithers (laughs) Just screaming in his grave Smithers like (laughs) Oh,
0: goody Yeah, yeah. There is so much you can pull to quote from this episode, and fuck, what am I going to go with for the moment that stands out to me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> My name wasn't one? Wavy Gravy at all, <laughs> and all this
1: time I've been smoking harmless,
3: harmless tobacco. tobacco.
2: <laughs> yeah, if I could just chuck in another quick, uh, it was just like a rapid one, two, three hit where he's like, "But I know you kids see me some kind of booger man," but <laughs> yep. and then he's got the, "Oh, I see your milk's gone cold. Let me call for this." Like his milk was supposed to be room temperature. What was?
0: And then
2: then just has, oops,
0: wrong button. So he has two buttons there, one for calling the maid and one for trapping the guest. Yeah, (laughs) and so that's
2: just the rabbit, bang, bang, bang of jokes.
0: Yeah. Ah, it's beautiful. No, it is. And I'm going to say the moment of the episode that stands out to me is the auditions. Uh, Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, we get so many funny character moments of the kids as well. And Milhouse, oh, my God. How many times have we quoted over the years? But my mom says I'm cool. I am
1: holding a notebook (laughs) in my hand that Elliot passed to me when we sat down to watch the episodes. He's like, there's a couple of notebooks on the table. If you want to take notes, go ahead. So I reach down and there is this beautiful silver glitter notebook with Milhouse house on the cover with my mom says I'm cool Yeah, and yeah immediately like that clicked like (laughs) it's so great it's so perfect Mm -hmm. also may I say of the auditions that is how you pay out Martin Prince Yeah. yeah that is how you do it you have him do some ridiculous elaborate I have no how people see me, and then someone walks in and punches him in the stomach. Yeah, like who would love a rousing
2: guy? musical number? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: That is
0: how you pay our mm. man, Prince. Thank you. Like that being a reason for Nelson to get extra points as yeah. well. Yeah, just <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs>
1: Again, all of like all of these slightly more like malicious jokes. They just feel in character. Mm. They yeah. don't feel pointed. They're just there as like, yeah, that works. Like, you know, it's a it's a nasty little I'm a dickhead kind of yeah. gag, and mm. it it works in that context and not in the context of just like, laying it on so thickly as they did in the last episode.
0: No, for real. And you see that as well with Lisa's audition where she's like trying to put together a well thought out, perfectly constructed argument. In this for... fellow
2: centric society, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know what fellow centric <laughs> means, but no
0: girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that shows like what the a simple asshole is that would put in a no girls policy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. But play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Oh God. At least 10 times, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd say a vast, vast, vast (laughs) number of times. Vast.
1: Vast. (laughs) (laughs) Another, like, that's a gag that they use quite often, like throwing that one word back in again at the end. Yeah,
2: It really works Mr. Burns as well. Again,
1: there's that joy in the way that the actual voice actors deliver it as well. There's so much play in how they, you know, savor the telling of the joke.
2: It's like the bit where Homer's like, your rich Uncle Homer is throwing a highest box social on the high seas. And you're all invited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how about some of the wacky parts of this episode? What cartoony elements stood out to you guys? They're all
1: absolutely on point. Like, yeah. it, probably my favourite side note of Homer as a character is his secret shame <laughs> of eating flowers in the <laughs> bathroom. explains no his mysterious looking. trip to Holland? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's a perfect way to have that parent card like,
0: Oh, go eat some flowers. <laughs> but, again, like what, what you were saying, yeah, BT, it it's, it's the one-two punch exactly. of it all. Exactly. Yeah, Ah,
1: that rib always
0: breaks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the actors playing the Simpsons? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't miss Bart at all. (laughs) I
2: am glad he is gone.
1: As am I. Lines, uh, lines that I've definitely used before that fit into that sort of wacky, cartoony thing. As ooh, he card read good. <laughs> like, <laughs> perfect. Or the dogs with bees in their mouth. Or the, the fact that... They Im- shoot bees at you. <laughs> or the fact that that immediately made me think of, like, release the robot Richard Simmons. Yes. Like
2: For a wonderful second, I couldn't remember which one was actually in the episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the one in the episode is so much less and it's perfect. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He locked the <laughs> door.
0: <laughs> but no, that bit's amazing because, like, apparently they removed it because, yeah, it is a lengthy scene. And mm-hmm. also, like, it just didn't get a laugh in their, like, test, like, in the writer's room or in the test audiences and stuff. So, yeah, they just cut it. Mm. But, yeah, it stands out to people as, like, one of the highlights of the 137 yeah. episode spectacular when they show it.
2: Like, I do just think just people couldn't believe they actually had that and nearly aired it because it was all animated and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it was – what an animation. I mean, mm. we're talking about a part that's not in this episode, but, yeah, the whole Terminator reference to it all. <laughs>
1: and... I think what really stands out after watching this in comparison to the other episodes is – is just how many characters are in it. Like, yeah. They all had that kind of Joker minute feel, Yeah, but this one managed to feel p-
2: shoehorned. Yeah,
1: anything. and it managed to fit in so many different characters from Springfield, so not only does it feel like it's part of the largest series, it feels like the world has a bit more life, mm. and all of those characters have something going on. The fact that like Marge's throwaway joke of, you've graduated from the richest and therefore best school, <laughs> and, and, like, and she's fantasizing about, like Marge had an internal life.
3: Yeah. In this <laughs> about episode. <Lee> <laughs> just like, i
0: I got to stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. And just, and I love it just plays uh, the sound effect again,
2: but it's very quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As though it's broadcasting in her brain. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even to that, the things like Grandpa gets a quick line of just turn it up. And yeah, it's an old person joke. But and it's the heart just...
1: attack later in the episode, which yeah. is great. <laughs> <laughs> but I
2: mean, okay, it's a great way to get us to how the Simpsons learn about Burns's air, and it makes sure they're just going to the movies with the grandpa. They don't have to explain it; he's just there.
1: And the, so it, there's it... people in the writing room who are so deeply like ingrained in the world of the mm. Simpsons that they're just like, "How funny would it be if like he tries to scare him into a heart attack, and Grandpa's standing there?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, that's just they have that in their bank of like, "This would be the perfect punchline," and they can just throw that out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and just, yeah, on that movie cinema thing as well, the THX, the audience is listening, Mm -hmm. the company actually loved that so much that they commissioned for The Simpsons to animate a widescreen version of that to air before movies. (laughs)
3: Like, yeah,
0: and THX used it for, like, a number of years, and they love that. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just the wackiness of that bit, the dude's teeth exploding and (laughs) dude's head exploding. Yeah, (laughs) We're
2: going to talk wackiness. I think we need to talk about prime whack, which is... Well, it took two grueling weeks, but you have your son
3: back. (laughs) Mom, (laughs) Dad, I missed you.
1: That's Hans (laughs) Molnick. It's like kissing a peanut. (laughs)
2: that's just a great final little dig and yeah again just some things that pay off later Yeah, Hans Molman is of course still there yeah. like, they've been dressed like Bart because it's like they almost tried
1: yeah. and Hans Molman are like a permanent fan favourite as well like uh, oh yeah such a great character
0: because it's just such a stupid voice <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of the times we see like Hans Molman's either depressive life or him actually dying mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah oh my god this one he just gets brainwashed it's, yeah uh, so we see
1: Hans Molman get brainwashed we see Lenny like, get tricked into getting fired and drop down a hole. We see all these. Different-
2: the line over. Try to land on its carcass. Yeah, yeah.
1: We see Smithers in all of these different situations. We see like um, Chief Wiggum come in and do the bad police routine in just mm. the absolute tone perfect way. <laughs> Can't you people sort these things out for yourself? <laughs> and my favourite one of the entire thing being Lionel Hutt yeah. saying, "I've argued in front of every judge in the state, often as a lawyer."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Lionel Hutt's in this episode is on fire. Yeah, because we cut to yeah his law firm, and then just for the next minute, it's the Lionel Hutt show and. That's fucking yeah. excellent. I, so great. I
2: love that it just cuts straight to the end of the trial. It's like, I find in favor of Mr. Burns. He's clearly the boy's biological father.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did you lose? Yeah. <laughs> judge, these won't be ready until Thursday. <laughs>
2: yeah, so he's even doing the judge a favor and he's still
0: lost. <laughs> he's such a perfect character. Oh, uh, and is there an Orient's Julia stand around here? I'll say
2: this one, it's half
0: full. I oh, don't know. drink out of a toilet bowl. he will be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the confidence. And fucking Phil Hartman is so good.
2: And also the implication that he basically has a drive through window for his law firm.
0: I didn't think of that It's hard,
1: you just get to this point where it's like The only critical discourse that I can give to this episode Is just quoting how hilarious it is Yeah
0: (laughs) Well I did actually have one little um, (gasps) criticism So when Bart comes back from Mr Burns' house for the first time He's talking to the family on the couch And then they just sort of do this hard cut to the dinner table When he's doing the flicking the peas routine Mm. I thought that was a little clunky that's it (laughs) that's like my only criticism of this episode (laughs) and it's like not the worst scene transition in the world well there
2: you go episode you tried your best and you failed moral (laughs) is never try
0: never try well yeah we can talk about wackiness for ages because this is such a fun and wacky episode but how about the heart did you guys feel the bumps
2: oh come on right at the end he's like i'll miss you boy because homer's (laughs) sure he's gonna get fired at this point because Bart has everything and that's what they wanted for him
0: yeah i'm sorry dad And the nice deceptive, like the zoom out, fire me! Yeah, that was so excellent. Yeah,
1: Mm. there's a lot of heart in the episode. It like Bart's entire journey is perfect. Yeah, because he's so on brand at the beginning. He's like, you know, there's a I started a fire this morning that I should keep an eye on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird that yeah he didn't really want much to do with this, and then when he gets rejected, then he feels uh, burnt. Yeah, Mm.
1: Uh, but even
2: you mean he feels the burns? Uh... No, I I hate that. Cut it.
0: No. Even the
1: actual, like, execution of the prank is better than, you know, oh, I'm going to trombone a bunch of people in the head. Yeah. It's, mm. I'm going to tie a hose around all of the statues in his garden and turn it on so that it pops the heads off. Like, that's... Genius level, yeah, and yeah. then fills up his car, and then fills up, yeah, <laughs> and then takes off the no solicitors sign so all solicitors come like they were waiting there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so, re- so on brand for Bart, and then mm-hmm. his journey from I can just do what I want and have everything I want to I miss my family. It's yeah. and then
2: really have, lovely and natural, and to have Mr Burns fake him out with the fake family. And he's like, well, I guess you're the only one I can trust. Dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the fake family. Like, it's weird that The Simpsons like actually hung out with the actors, is the implied bit at the oh, end. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot about that. Um, Little persons, oh, yeah. native Estonia. Uh,
1: uh, mine a little. Yeah. yeah,
0: some bits don't age
1: that well, but, yeah. you know. But, you know, if that's as offensive as the episode gets, like, ten years later and they mm. haven't learned that lesson, like, guys, what are you oh, doing? Oh, yeah, for real.
0: But ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Fuck yeah. yes, it did. It felt like the episode of The Simpsons, all yeah. of the
1: three that I've seen. Like, quintessential... Oh. This is what this show is. If you had to, you know, explain to an alien what yeah. The Simpsons <laughs> was, this is it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Again, it's that perfect formula we've seen time and time again where they f- they load up the front of the episode with so many jokes, you're having a blast by the time the story kicks in. But the story kicks in and moves at such a great pace, and there's still great jokes everywhere. It's, yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and such a solid Mr. Burns episode, you know. We... But he
1: wasn't, you know, like far from being the only side character in this. This isn't just yeah. the Mo show. Mm. It's not just the Mr. Burns show. It's yeah. there's so much on offer. Yeah,
2: you're still on Bart's journey. It's just with yeah. Mr. Burns.
1: And if you don't like Mr. Burns, there's so much else that you can take mm. from the episode. <laughs> like
2: watching him try and play football.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> good. Oh, the slapstick was so on point. Oh, yeah. But you alternate from this slapstick of him just... Kicking Smiths in the head and mm-hmm. the both of them passing out to a joke like, I oh, just put on a rerun of the old Krusty show. They'll never notice <laughs> yeah. the difference. The Falklands have been
0: invaded. I repeat, the
1: Falklands have been invaded. <laughs>
2: the Spirit of Islands lie here off the coast. Yeah, the- that,
0: that was really good. Like, it's sort of weird that Bart set up a situation where he'd, like, potentially ruined his. Favorite TV show host. <laughs> it, it felt sure. like
2: he was pushing. How much power does Mr. Burns really have? And yeah. he found out.
0: But yeah, Krusty left is set for four hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Again, keeps with character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Springfield's yeah. not a huge
2: town. So, would you drive some? me, this podcast, drive somewhere else, and come back for four hundred dollars for oh, yeah. about <laughs> a half hour. Yeah, yeah true.
0: <laughs> I already have. Yeah.
2: I'm surprised you're not getting pizza now.
0: <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch it again? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yes, <laughs> we're gonna watch it again. We're gonna put it in a playlist. What playlist do we put it in? Hmm. Just classic Mr. Burns episodes, right?
1: Yeah, I was mentioning before. I think another one of my favorite episodes, though, was the Freddie Quimby trial. Oh, yeah, and you just get those beautiful moments of idiot plotting and all of these little tastes of every character in yeah. Springfield. And that, to me, is what's at the heart of the.
2: Yeah, episodes. and that little bit of Mayor Quimby, of. Do you mind? You're killing the romance. <laughs> yeah, what
0: you watching is wrong, wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is such a great point because yeah, like Quimby, crusty, all the kids in the audition. Yeah, it's an episode that really yeah builds on the foundations like that. Uh, yeah, any other playlists? I'm just what this I'm trying to think of things
2: that relate directly to it. Auditions, there we are.
0: Yeah. Auditions. The theater.
2: Yeah, you know, a bit of streetcar named Marge, ah, uh, yes. B Shops.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, just Lionel Hutt's episodes as well. Ah, yeah, Who's on Mr. Burns. Yep. Yep, yep. BT, what would you change? Hmm. I would change none of the things. Nothing
2: at all. I'd make it slightly less good (laughs) so other things look better by comparison. (laughs) Let me have a quick flip through here, but I really don't think there's anything. Episode
1: flashing before my (laughs)
0: eyes. (laughs) 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 And then the bit
2: where he's getting the guy to dance with the old, I don't know, what are they, flintlock pistol? (laughs) (laughs) Dance! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Tamp, tamp, tamp. <laughs>
1: I'm changing the name of my indie band to
0: lethargic sperm. <laughs> I think. We
2: have my hectic schedule and lethargic sperm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Lethargic sperm would have a hectic schedule. Um, so,
1: yeah, I'd probably change the little person joke, yeah. probably, but the rest of it's fine. Yeah. Oh wait, there was no Maggie in this. Shit. Uh, she is yeah. busy playing video poker
0: Damn it yeah. <laughs> yeah, no Maggie Oh, she should have had an audition Okay, more Maggie <laughs> And Burns would be like Her audition sucked he oh, sh- uh... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anything to say on that Were there any musical moments that stood out to you guys?
2: Let's all go to the, the damn lobby Damn it, you made me do it <laughs> Let's all go, go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby Get ourselves some snacks
1: Like that's. That I'm sure that that is an actual I know you it know, is. Like Sting in America but Yeah and it doesn't land as a reference for us, but you still go, yeah, it's <laughs> joke good. Yeah. I like
2: how they've kind of obviously reached this agreement that he can run the ad, but they have to do that. What? But, oh, whisper, f- it's like, oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. So despite the fact he doesn't even want to do it, he really doesn't goes quite for it
0: yeah that's right and it's one of these things that yeah it is this very american reference but because of the simpsons australians now get now (laughs) well it's also just how
2: they've set it up like he moves over to a bunch of dancing candies and stuff like you get it yeah oh
1: crap there's also the beautiful like taxi driver
0: reference as well of course it's gonna be mo (laughs) (laughs) well that was an antique (laughs) crap Again, good side character moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we're here. BT, any other notes?
2: I just realized Mr. Burns has cameras in
0: a lot of bathrooms. Oh, That's yeah. unsettling.
1: Yeah, Morgan Freeman would have a lot to say about
0: this issue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because Wiggum's in the tub and. Yeah. Yeah. A
2: little a little unsettling there.
0: And Reverend Lovejoy was just like pounding booze as well. With, uh, oh, really? Yeah, I tried to look at as many, you know, there's 12 screens, so it was hard to see all of the debauchery.
2: Easter eggs. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. Sorry, what was the question? Notes. Any other Ah, of them? And certainly I do. Uh, (laughs) Did
0: you you see that mouse? It butchered that cat like a (laughs) hog. Like a hog. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the itchy and scratchy for this episode. Again, tying into the theme of the episode where they takes Scratchy to the mint and turns him into a bunch of bills. Yeah.
2: Uh, One of my favourite Mr. Bird's lines of, Smithers, look, a bird has become petrified and lost its sense of direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pitch we'll see what the lab says about this. That is
0: so fucking funny. We'll see what the lab says. Like, (laughs) Like
2: he's just so insistent on it. And my last note is, so, If you are unaware of exactly how the Falkland Islands had their big dispute, you can look up a fantastic YouTube channel I've recommended on this podcast before called Oversimplified. They have an episode on mini wars and one is the Falkland Islands. Ah,
1: there we go. You can learn all the history in about five minutes. I did not come to this place to do a learn. (laughs) Oh, do you do a learn? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, David? Any other notes? The only other note I had was just like... Again, going back to the joy in the delivery of things, uh, Mm. Marge saying to Homer, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And him going, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. let's push him down the steps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Homer just like, he's got his goal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And he's sticking to it. That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm just laughing at so many of these notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an absolute banger of an episode. Yeah,
0: for real. Yeah, another favorite line. Today? Why? It's Christmas Day. <laughs> There's actually... This episode probably took place around Christmas time as well, because when Bart's driving uh, that, yeah, the, 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 the sports car... The
2: I think, how did we not talk about that? The joke
0: <laughs> is multi-layered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ah. like,
2: but I don't know how to drive whole pish past the jaws of life in the trunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, another playlist. This could technically be a Christmas episode. Yeah, or Dickens mm. references. Ah... Mm. Quicketing away for your rich brother's peace <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a big one <laughs> <gasps> that was the end piece. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. abusing your family
1: is one thing, but I will not stand by while you feed a hungry dog.
2: <laughs> you get the meatloaf playlist. They've oh, mentioned yes. meatloafs
0: a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food, not the artist. Yeah, again, the dogs, are the bees, or the dogs that bark and they shoot bees at you. This is fucking excellent. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I've certainly yelled that It's just joyous. Before.
1: Like, that's the only thing that I can keep coming back to, is there's so much the actual heart is in the joke telling. Yeah. They're enjoying telling jokes not just doing it because they're paid to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is so ingrained that when we played D&D and there was a druid who had like the ability to shoot whilst
1: was like can I change it to bees? (laughs) So I could shoot bees at people? I feel like the wasps would be more aggressive. I'm in such a dilemma. Sorry, it was locusts, I meant yeah. locusts. But stingy locusts. Yeah.
2: Real yeah.
0: Stingy, stingy locusts. No, bees. What was the thing that you changed to be a beer demon?
2: it was a water elemental that had been brewed into a beer elemental <laughs> that when it attacked people, they got drunk.
0: Oh, it's a good game. <laughs> it's a it's great ju- game. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about this dog bees buck. Shoot bees joke is that like nice he got really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, so pick me, Mister Kearns. <laughs> Don't it's fun, Kearns, you idiot. <laughs> He's sick.
2: Need money now. <laughs> Patreon. We, that's <laughs> yeah. what they
0: would have done in the new episode. Yeah, like and subscribe. So like we know about the dogs, Mister Burns. You know, release the mm-hmm. hounds. So then the bees is like. Wait, Mr. Burns doesn't have bees. And then he combines them because he's Homer and he's ridiculous. Yeah, and
2: he's like, I know what you, you're you going to release the hounds. Well, why don't we make it
0: worse? <laughs> Do your worst. The guy who, uh, the persuasive guy, what was his official t- job title? Professional convincer? Oh, they're, they're deprogrammer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did get Paul McCartney to leave wings. <laughs> you idiot. He was the most talented one. So good. <laughs> Can I keep him anyway? Um, <laughs> I want that thing out of my house. So great. Calls thing and i love how lisa tries to fill the void as well yeah ripping off the wallpaper (laughs) (laughs) yeah such good heart there and my final note is that burns was going to give Bart a gift certificate to blockbuster (laughs) oh yeah the rule of threes the beautiful rule Mm -hmm.
1: of threes used there
0: i think yeah that was a funny joke of the time because it's so insignificant and it's Aged perfectly because it's even yeah. less <laughs> yeah. significant. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough. Yeah, it actually makes Burns look dated, which is so weird. Which is perfect, yeah. All right, it is time to rank this thing. David, you kick it off this time.
1: This is straight up cubic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no fucking bait. (laughs) getting around it it's gotta be cubic doubt about it gotta be cubic (laughs) alright yeah I'm going cubic as well this episode's just too much damn fun I'm gonna watch it again tomorrow BT (laughs) yeah you know it's cubic let's go it's fantastic I Cubic. so many
2: times before it even got to the joke just knowing it was coming and just waiting in anticipation going I'm gonna laugh soon
1: but still (laughs) discovery like I'd not remembered the line about like yeah lethargic sperm for example so yeah yeah and there's always I mean,
2: if you haven't seen this episode in 10 years, go back, you'll definitely see something new.
1: Still new moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's Certified Zerk. Cert Zerk. <laughs> see- <laughs> Cert Zerk. I like that one.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that'll make this episode Unanimous Cubic Zirconia. <laughs> this will be the eighth Unanimous Cubic Zirconia wow. from season five. The other season five episodes that'll be joining is Homer's Barbershop Quartet, The oh, b yeah, Sharp, Of course. Cape Fear, the sideshow, Bob, and yeah, the Cape yeah. Fear, mm-hmm. Treehouse of Horror four, Boy Scouts in the Hood, The Last Temptation of Homer, the Mindy episode. Yes, such yes. a good episode. Yeah, which is one that I like. Didn't remember loving as a kid, but yeah, just watching it now, it's just so all smart. of
1: these are puns on contemporary film references, not just puns. Yeah, mm. like they're all linked to something.
0: Yeah, like Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. So work. good. <laughs> so niche. And Homer loves Flanders. Not a pun, but, you know. It's Accurate to But just us, yeah. a nice statement. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. But before we get out of here, we like to talk about things that we're into at the moment. You know, our recommendations outside of the Simpsons. So, BT, take it away. What are you into at the moment?
2: I've been playing a lot of Hollow Knight.
0: Have you? Hollow,
2: ah! N- Hollow Knight is dope as fuck. It's <laughs>
0: so good. Yeah.
2: I think I'm maybe only halfway through at about 20 hours because I've been doing like everything. But oh man, it's so deep and you just explore this huge, beautiful, dark, just a little bit sad, a little bit haunted area and just the number of times I've gone into an area, found a secret, found a secret from that secret, gone into another area, found another area i was supposed to find for 20 more hours, mm. explored that, found another secret and gone all the way home. Like... Ah, oh, what a journey. Yeah, fantastic. Loving it. Unless it craps the bed at the end, it's going to be very highly rated when I'm done.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I've heard a lot of positive buzz around that game, and it's been out for a while, too, yeah, right? You've also
2: heard yeah, me swearing right. occasionally. But... Yes. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. It's a tricky bastard. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also, can
1: I point out, by an independent Australian company oh, really? Australian. called Team Cherry. Yeah, I didn't and know And goddamn good on them because mm-hmm. they've done such an incredible job. It's such a beautiful game. And, yeah, I'm up to the last boss of oh, wow. this game and it has not let me down at any one point it's yeah, so excellent. great
0: how about you David? what have you been into
1: i'm into a couple of things at the moment so i'm also gaming hard because yeah. we're at the end of the work year so i've been playing through god of war the ps4 game or dad of war as it's better known <laughs> boy yeah boy <laughs> and hearing my dear beloved christopher judge who i actually have gotten a photo with at a supernova at some point Oh, awesome yeah doing the voice of kratos it's magic it takes a lot from one of my other favorite recent games which was horizon zero dawn Mm. and it's just super exciting and fun to play but also has a really compelling beautifully told story yeah i fucking love it also two of my favorite crazy japanese metal bands have just released new music and i'm very happy about that which is (laughs) duron gray who released their 10th album the Insulated World and Maximum, The Hormone, who've just released a new <laughs> single and they're the greatest band that's ever lived. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Yes, guys. please do. They're so good. <laughs> so Maximum Japanese
0: the- metal, is it like that over-the-top and bombastic sort of styling? And-
1: well, with Duran Grey, it's very extreme in a sense. Like, the singer, a guy called Kyo, does, like, very high-pitched screams and very deep guttural growls, and but awesome. also beautiful singing. Like, he has... Just the most incredible vocal range, and they do sort of very serious metal, you know, very serious rock music. Awesome. um, About dark themes that you don't understand because it's all in Japanese anyway. (laughs) You're just there for the sound. And then Maximum the Hormone do a combination of. Very hard metal and pop punk and pure bubblegum pop, and (laughs) they're just the greatest band ever.
3: Yeah,
0: they're so great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be so down for checking that out. Yeah, yeah. Especially recently, you got me onto the Japanese X Men theme, and I'm not gonna lie, I've like brought that up on YouTube a couple of times just to listen to it. It's (laughs) such phenomenal. Did you ever
1: watch the show Death Note? Uh, No. So for anime fans, in the second season of Death Note, the beginning and end themes of the show are by Maximum Mahormone.
0: Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And what I've been into lately, just a quick update on Red Dead, because I think I wrote it off in an earlier episode. You did a bit. Look. AKA fuck horses. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Horrible horse accident simulator. Horse accident simulator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, it's a game of like, it brings up mixed emotions in me because it like draws things out and it becomes tedious, but also it's awesome. So what makes it so immersive? And so, if you're looking to do a cowboy sim and really get into it, it's absolutely that because it's such a compelling story. Mm. Even if the gameplay sort of lets me down sometimes,
2: it has been weird to watch you on this journey. It's like, ah, oh, dude, it's just oh, it's so tedious. I'm done, and then I'll see you there for the next seven hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's probably what bothers me about it. It's not a game you can play like half an hour of, and, that, yeah, and that's yeah. it for the day. You got to sit down and have a session with it. But my official recommendation is. Any of the Jackbox Party games. Oh, Um. yeah. Yeah, we've been getting on the stream with Totes Vidja, who we met in the bigsoftfriends.png uh, Facebook group. Terrible podcast. Yep. <laughs> Worst podcast that I was listening to on the way here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, with Zoe coombs Mark. Oh, I love her so goddamn much. Yeah, oh, it was such a She's a, a friend normal. of a friend
0: and I can't talk around her cuz oh, really? I'm just like,
1: nah, you're so funny and cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we've been playing Jackbox TV games me mm-hmm. and BT on the stream and it's just so much fun so like if you got at home and you can get a group of friends together you actually play it with your phones have you Mm. ever played them david or i have what
1: this sounds even worse like i've watched streams of other people playing (laughs) like the guys from polygon did a bunch of jackbox party streams and they were very fun
0: yeah well there's so many fun games and it relies on audience creativity as Mm. well and like it's got that sort of cards against humanity thing where you're like rewarding other players, yeah. you know, and you, yeah, and
2: all based around wacky bullshit.
0: Yeah, and it's an absolute joy. So yeah, if you got a console at home, and it's even great for non gamers. Like I actually really want yeah. to get my family around to play it one day because you know they know how to operate a phone and it's really simple and eloquent. Like yeah. yeah,
2: and to take the party game on, so it's on a central screen, but then it's on everyone's individual phones as well. Makes it yeah. just real easy to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, unanimous recommendation from everyone in this room. Yeah. Like we're all deeply in with the nintendo switch because oh yeah (laughs) so i got married a couple of weeks ago congratulations thank you just dropping that in (laughs) and so like my partner is not a gamer by any stretch of the imagination but on the switch we have finished three games together because there's so many like co-op options that are really accessible to people who don't regularly game. Something like Jackbox Party as well. It's yeah. that's, that's not so much a game that you play together towards a goal but it's mm. very friendly and user-friendly. And so we've played through Snipperclips and Overcooked and they're just joyous. That's oh, going to bring you guys so together. So yeah, much. totally.
0: <laughs> and tear us apart and then bring us back together. Yeah. And, oh, the journey. You come back so much stronger. Uh, and <laughs> both of those, like, yeah Overcook's wonderful, but especially Snipperclips where So
2: simple and so clever. Yeah,
0: mm. it's a game that can be played by non-gamers because, yeah, you've got, like, three moves, and, like, it's kind of clumsy, so it oh, leads yeah. to a lot of funny situations. Mm. Yep. Hey, you cut me! Don't cut me! I'll cut you! Fuck you! you (laughs) My favourite
1: was like having a close to the bone scenario where it's like, I think we can maybe just nail this thing if we can just get this ball over (laughs) to the hoop. And so this has my wife, who almost never plays games, like teetering across with this thing on the edge of her player body, just going. Fling! Just <laughs> yelling the word fling as she sends this thing. Of course, soaring into the abyss yep. until <laughs> I know we're near the goal. Yeah, so with the
0: total joy of yelling fling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Snipper Clips. Fuck, I haven't booted that
1: up for ages. Yeah, it's it. a classic, it is a modern classic.
0: All right, guys. Well, yeah, that does us for this week. And David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> kind of not at the moment. I mean,
1: I've just wrapped up my first theatre production in September, uh-huh. which was called Monument, and will hopefully have a second life. It was really, really fantastic. But yeah, I am starting a new podcast series soon, focused around storytelling, but I want to keep it kind of close to the chest mm-hmm. until um. we've sort of got something to launch so yep.
0: and you had another podcast as well nothing to fear
1: yes so you can still listen to nothing to fear at mm-hmm. nothing number two fear.podbean.com that was yeah it brought a lot of joy to my life it was just the three of us myself and one fellow screenwriter and then just a sort of uh, weirdo <laughs> yeah. uh, <I'm>, um, <laughs> talking about horror movies and trying to make them accessible to people who don't normally watch horror movies Yeah. Um, yeah. from
2: that recommendation I'm still hanging out to watch Lake Mungo I never, haven't got around to it it's, it's on my goddamn queue and
1: everything yeah <laughs> I know you will enjoy it That's a really beautiful yeah, film I'm looking forward <laughs> uh, anyone wants
0: to talk horror hit me up <laughs> <laughs> well I think we'll have to get you back for a Treehouse of horror hell yeah fucking mm-hmm. A and BT thank you for joining us as always except when you don't <laughs>
2: you're welcome except when you're not <laughs>
0: fantastic and i've been your host elliot J o'neill that's all the mustard in the house thank you for listening to the simpsons
2: index podcast which is also an online spreadsheet available at the you can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the simpsons index or at simpsons index on twitter and instagram and now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes the boot kick part <laughs> it kicked <getting laughs> right <laughs> in the butt <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do have to say, this is a callback to before when I was talking about my mum not letting us watch The Simpsons yeah. because, you know, it was a corrupting influence and then all mm-hmm. of that. And now, of course, like, it's so deeply a part of our lives and a part of our family lives that, like, everyone quotes it. Yeah, One of the quotes that my mum will often pull out is from one of the M-rated episodes, like one of the ones where they actually sort of went, all right, let's be a little bit yeah. a little bit edgier. And it's Otto saying they call them Fingers, but I've never seen them Fingers.
2: <laughs> oh, there they go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ah, from the Weed episode. The <clears throat> Weed episode. Yeah, bro, weed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, so the other question we like to spring on people at this moment is, if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be that sandwich? Or if that's too tough, best sandwich
1: oh my yeah. dear sweet god now to give <laughs> some
2: parameters we classify sandwich as anything that like has chunks of bread anything inside. in bread yeah so yeah. burger is fine hot dog is fine
1: jesus effing christ yeah it's tough not um lie. okay it's going to need to be some sort of club sandwich because i'm a multi-layered individual mm-hmm. it's probably going to have to be like fake meat i think to yeah. give an impression of like how I talk tough, but I care about the planet, Yeah, yeah. and something spicy on it, yeah, yeah. and probably potato to do justice to my Irish roots. There you go. Give yeah, me with that. Yeah, yeah. Give me a taste of that.
2: What kind of spice are we talking here? Like oh, is this is—is yeah. it a sriracha? Is it a jalapeno? Oh, it's or what chipotle, we, chipotle, motherfucker! Chipotle. The only kind oh, right.
1: that counts. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> give me that smoky days, yeah. <laughs> so a no, smoky s- chipotle, smoke yeah. me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: with some potato. Yeah, I'm on board. That sounds good. <laughs> We make these questions, and then we're like, "That that sounds delicious. I kind of want one now."
1: It's the point where I'm thinking less about the ingredients of the sandwich and more about how much yeah. improv comedy terrifies me. <laughs> what represents you as a person though, when it comes anxiety, to anxiety, fear, and like,
2: Can you put anxiety on bread, please? <laughs> We assume listeners go out and watch these episodes so they can listen to our commentary and be like, they got it right. Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm surprised we're not watching the episode while we do it so that they can like time the listen out yeah. to it, you know, like DVD commentary style.
2: Well, I also assume my listeners try to sync every episode up with Dark Side of the Moon. So yeah. there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of audio stuff going on there.
0: Dark Side of the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, we're there. Yeah, every episode post-15. <laughs> For real. Yeah. So
1: I should probably name drop at this point that I you used to work at the Bragg, the Bragg magazine, which, for those who don't know, is a Sydney culture publication. And for that, when we had a supernova coming up, I did actually interview Nancy Cartwright.
0: Fucking hell. Oh no, what? <laughs> yeah. How, like, did it... Was it weird hearing her voice talking
1: to you? Yes, because, like... And I'm sure she's used to doing this because she's been interviewed, you know, mm. so many times over the course of the 30 years yeah. she's been doing The Simpsons. The most remarkable thing about it is how you will be talking to Nancy and then suddenly you're talking to Nelson and then you're talking (laughs) to Bart and she just goes in and out of these voices like they're just so immediately accessible to her. And that's just wild. Like they're so ingrained within, you know, her instrument that she can just access Mm. them like that, which is, yeah. Pretty yeah. incredible, to be honest. So, was it like a face to face, or no, no? This was over the phone. So she was still in America at the time. Uh, they ended up cancelling the supernova appearance, but there was no way in hell we weren't going to print that interview.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, for real, like because yeah, what an amazing voice talent as well. Like, did, what did she say, like in her characters and stuff to you?
1: Mostly just like quotes, or you know, like she would talk about one of the characters, and then she would talk about sort of what led to nelson coming about and then she would immediately start talking in nelson's voice yeah and that was her way through you know discussing the character as she would just be the character at the time yeah she i've got to admit like it did kind of come across a little bit you know like she was used to sort of doing the Mm. here are the little sound bites yeah she knows what
2: people want to hear (laughs) yeah
1: exactly but i did get a nice tasty clip for a friend of mine i said to some of my friends hey i'm interviewing nancy cartwright you're all simpsons obsessed what do you want Mm. i wanted to do ralph wiggum's like season one line of yes but what man can tame her yeah and she did that but in like late season ralph wickham's voice it was yeah. like this is a rare gem that is yeah. beautiful.
2: i feel like we ever got the opportunity because uh, we have this thing where we get to do elliot to do ralph's lines in james l jones's voice <laughs> so if we ever got the opportunity we need to get her to do james l jones lines in ralph's voice <laughs> All of her
1: characters are high-pitched. I
2: know, it's going to be so funny.
0: Oh, yeah, very jealous. Like, yeah, I think you're the first person on this show to actually have touched, uh, had some... Any kind of contact with The Simpsons. So if
1: you, you could probably Google that. If
3: you just look up The Brag Nancy Cartwright, you can find that interview.